This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, it's MCU Geek Boners all around. Geek Boner! As we give you full spoiler reviews of the Moon Knight season finale on Disney Plus and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. All in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, May 9th, 2020. This is Frank Grillo. You know me. But who are you? Are you the discerning, sophisticated type of person who enjoys all the latest comic book and superhero TV and movie news? Pop culture references, witty banter? Me neither. I'm just here for the dick jokes. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Fans out there. Let's give it up. What's up, listener? Hello. How's it going? Welcome. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. And joining us, a fella who also has a third eye, but it's not where you think it is. Isn't that right, Rugs? It's in my belly button. <laughs> oh, that's who your eye is just in your belly. That's uh, not what I was thinking either, but that is a place you could put a third eye. Yes. Well, <laughs> you have, have the the one-eyed Willie, if you want to talk about oh, that. Oh, there's another third yeah. eye. There's a lot of eye, eye locations for a third eye. It doesn't always have to be on the forehead. Pick a hole. Yeah. Put an eye to, there. For you to be enlightened, doesn't always have to be on the forehead. All right, gang, look. Usually it's on your dick. Well, that's, yeah. Is it? <laughs> There. Oh, that's a Cyclops, right? <laughs> there's yeah, there's the other eye. That's more like the Shumagorath eye. It is the brown eye. Brown oh, again. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the one I was initially going for. Oh. The mm. joke. That's a little too Van Morrison for me. Yes. That, that, that brown joke. eyed girl. Great song. <laughs> we have a lot to discuss. And by a lot I mean two very big MCU things. We're gonna get right to it right now. The Jock and Ned podcast. I like that uh, reviews. You play a, you play an intro song, yeah, and then we talk about Brown Eyed, and yeah. then thirty seconds later you play another song to intro Moon Knight. Yeah, well, I got to reset. Two songs, Everybody's yeah. thinking about Brown Eyes now, so right, I got to right, reset. Right. Wipe that. That never happened. Wipe the slate clean. This is a reset. Uh, let's talk about Moon Knight season one finale. It is done just like that. The sixth Marvel DC Plus show is over. We are through six of them. Here are your spoilers. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. This one titled Gods and Monsters, uh, directed by Mohammed Diab. Anthony, what happens in the finale of Moon Knight? Well, we left off with Steven, we thought, dying, but... Mark is on his way to the field of reeds and he wants to get out. He decides he needs Steven's help. Meanwhile, in the real world, Harrow has discovered or, or has Amit's whatever the fuck that's Ushapti. called. Ushapti? Yeah. Ushapti? Yeah, stone statue. What's it called? Ushapti. Ushapti. Mm-hmm. And releases Amit and he is on a path to using Amit to, or Amit's using him to judge everybody and eat the souls of people that are going to do bad at some point in their life. 
and Steven, along with Layla, have to stop him or yep. stop her and him. Yep. Final confrontation. Things are resolved. Things are left hanging. Lots of crazy reveals. Uh, a very short episode, as we mentioned last week, the shortest finale out of all the Marvel plus Disney shows. But the show kind of finally becomes a superhero show. Uh, Anthony, what did you think overall of this finale episode? Of the finale. When it ended, it took me a second first to figure out what kind of happened at the end. Yeah. But then once it ended, I went, this is, this is all right. This is, you know, it's not, I didn't, I wasn't pissed off by the ending. Like I was with Hawkeye where I was like, man, they've totally misused everyone. Yeah. I liked like some of the stuff I liked kind of the, the reveal of the third personality at the end. I liked the Kaiju fight. I thought some of the stuff was rushed. Yeah. Um, Sean Chandler made a good point on his review and I think it's, I think it's, correct in that this this episode probably could have been two episodes yeah you know they they really rushed through a lot of stuff for instance you know them taking out all the gods right away oh my god he killed all the avatars pretty uh easily there (laughs) yeah sean chandler pointed out i think it was correct that the end of this the end of the episode there could have been two episodes and the in the midpoint of this episode would have been your when amet's eating the souls yeah and you could end it there and be like, you know, oh my God, the heroes have their backs against the wall. What are they going to do type thing? And then you start the next episode, the actual finale with them, you know, fighting, figuring that out. But overall, I thought it was good. Lots of crazy, wacky stuff. You know, you, like I said, the kaiju fight. You got Mark and Steven back. You got um, Towerit in there is now inhabiting Layla. So there's a lot of like things going on. I, I think people will, will be a little bit... Um, questioning why they did the the blackout scene and didn't show jake destroying amit or uh, destroying harrow like they kind of just you're building up to this finale and then the it ends with the bad guy and, and then they you don't, don't show you see it yeah we missed all the great action fight scenes in the whole series they've done that what three times now yeah but i think overall it it, it was okay like it, it wasn't terrible they, there's definitely things i i think the big thing for me is like, I don't understand why they insist on six episodes for this stuff. Um, yeah. I, I, the only thing I can think of is this budget and they, they, they just spend so much that they're like, we can only afford to do six. But uh, yeah, overall I wasn't, I wasn't displeased by the episode. I thought it was good. And uh, yeah, that was it. Rugs. Were you satisfied with this when it was over? I thought it was Okay. I wasn't like over the moon. Have at it. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> Boo. Lame. <laughs> yeah. I thought there was going to be like a Tyler Durden ending. Right. Where they were going to like reveal the third persona that was doing all the major damage all along and kind of like tying that up really nicely in a bow. But we didn't get that. I really feel like that scene shouldn't have been a post-credit scene. I feel like that that scene should have been in the epilogue of the of the episode of the reveal. Um, what else? Yeah, I did think it was rushed. I but overall, I thought everything except I I, I didn't like the the only thing I didn't really like was the fact that. Mark had to rescue Steven. 
Yeah. Like, I was like, he doesn't exist. He's, He's not, not real. real. You yeah. don't need to do anything. You don't need to waste this time. He could just he could just be back because you want him to be back. But then you wouldn't have had that amazingly touching scene where he goes, you are the only real superpower I ever had. And then you get Mark hugging Mark, which was uh, lovely. Who gives a shit about that? <laughs> I love that line, though. He might as well like, be jerking oh. himself off. I mean, he's acting like, his ass off, so he got to really... Yeah, he's acting great in the yeah. whole thing. I, I, I feel like... Um, yeah, I, I don't know but if then I... that, that gives you him being able to flip back and forth between Mr. Knight and Moon Knight, which I thought was really cool, like the way his powers have advanced, and he can just seamlessly go back and forth. Yeah. So you needed Steven there. I get, but yeah, Ruggs' point, though, is he could just, it, it doesn't exist. Right. He could have just went back and he then just brought yeah, back to being yeah. Steven. And yeah. another thing is that the fact that the afterlife validated Steven's existence made me upset to a degree as well. I was like, why are they even entertaining this thing that he's not like a, a complete person? And yeah, that is to, weird. That is, it doesn't have anything to do with anything. She should have been um, like, you don't get to enter the field of dreams, Stephen, because you're not an actual real person. No, I I just think they should have avoided that whole thing and made it like he was dying. And then uh, Layla saves him by freeing Conchu and Conchu, you know, resurrects him. And or or Osiris resurrects him because Conchu intervenes or somehow like they don't need. It would have been cool, like while he was dying for him to have this kind of like reckoning with himself right right but it didn't have the felt that that the so what happened that he was having this reckoning with himself and the fact that it's tied to like the actual afterlife that they're actually experiencing it felt that that was weird i just felt like that yeah we wasted a lot of time with that but um overall I did uh, think everything turned out pretty good. I did like uh, Layla's reveal. I thought that was rushed too. I didn't understand why Tauret is that like it, it has to do anything with like uh, fighting. That is people. a good point. So Layla yeah. becomes the Scarlet Scarab. This suit she had was fire. When they were, she pulls out her arms and you see the blades of the wings. I was like, oh shit, oh, shit. it is hot. It's great. And I yeah, love- it's Isis, isn't it? Shouldn't it be Isis? But you're right. It makes no sense that the hippo, who is the god of women and children and fertility, uh, you end up with these uh, this kind of powers as a scarab. She's holding the scarab. Yeah, whatever. That's a fucking. That's a little well, bit I, of a I, hole. I didn't necessarily mind that, but I, I what I thought found very confusing is just that Amit just took out all the people in their avatars right away. Yeah, she just annihilates all the gods, and they're like, they're like, what the hell's yeah, going only on? These, like, only these, only who who's who's the goddess of, of fertility can take on. Right. You know, it just doesn't make any, the, the, there's some lapses in what, the judgment there. They rushed it. If you, if you just, if, if you make that two episodes and you yeah. show like the fight with Amit and the, the first couple avatars where the, you know, Talrit and Khonshu aren't there. And then Amit wins and you're like, Oh my God, how are they going to beat Amit? Yep. Then that sets up the final episode where you can then yeah. do these two gods and then write, something clever where they are smart. Them I like that. Like that. Yeah, that could have been better because they don't even show it. They cut away and then they cut back and they're all dead. Right. Or you, <laughs> or you end it with, you know, him turning into Jake, but then you show what Jake is capable. Finally, of. you show Jake going berserk. We talked about this last week. I just want to bring it up before I forget, but I think I, I saw it on screen crush. and I was like, Oh, that makes sense. Remember when we were saying how, how does Steven not know that his mom beats him? Yeah. 
I think what happens is in the last second, he 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 reverts to Jake. Okay. Oh, to Jake. So Jake is the one that's taking all the beauty. And that's why he is the and most. That's why violent. he's the most oh, violent. Oh, I like that. And that's why Stephen doesn't remember it either. Yeah, and Stephen and Mark both wouldn't. That would remember be the way it. to write that. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. That oh that my would god, be the way to make it that make would it be all a, make sense. Yeah, that, that would be, be a great. Yeah, way. they didn't do the thing that they would, didn't. They didn't. They didn't say that. But I hope that's what they're doing. I just think it'd be weird. I think it's weird that he transforms to Steven while his mom's night banging on the door. And then Jake has, to, it should have just been Mark to Jake. Maybe right. you think, so you think that Steven made up his own person. Maybe Steven made Jake. No, I think, I think they both just like black it out of their minds yeah. so much that it becomes just Jake. And Jake is the one taking so it. So they're still not aware of Jake Lockley personality. Those two, no. right? No. And, you know, how it, they leave it is Mark and Steven think that they have been released from Khonshu, but they really have not. Because as you see in that, we'll just go to that post credit scene, which is amazing. After Harold gets defeated, he is now in the, uh, the mental institute. And it's a real one. And I love this Easter egg. It's called a Sienkiewicz Psychiatric Hospital hmm. for after Bill Sienkiewicz. Um, and uh, Jake Lockley is like speaking Spanish. He's got like a Spanish accent, another accent for, for Oscar Isaac. I love when he kicks the chair. And then you get Conchu in his suit looking all hot and, and very, very fashionable in this white suit. So who's rich in this uh I don't know. World. He's driving a white limo. I think he's Jake Lockley's a limo driver and he's like, Meet my friend Jake Lockley. He's still and then he just shoots Harold. So you Oh, we, he's just driving someone he, else's limo. But it's are, we just gonna, are we just gonna ignore the fact that he called Conchu hot? Dude, he looks great in that. I mean, I call Layla hot too. <laughs> Layla and Kashi are both hot. Bird skull. You've never noticed this about Imran. Uh, <laughs> he loves. He has a thing for birds. A, a bird skull with a suit yeah. on. Bird like, skull with a suit is sexy. I don't know what, what. Oh my god. Oh my god. No, Layla is fucking smoking in that outfit. I was like, damn, she looks good. Uh, but yeah, the license plate reads Spectre. This is all from the comics, though. Jake Lockley drives a white limo with the license plate. Spectre, and you did call. We didn't we say like they're gonna kill Arthur Harrow? I think you said that, Anthony. Like, and yeah. they indeed do kill Arthur Harrow, who's a pretty good villain. The, you know, they when they uh, thematically or um, not thematically, but the theme of they had Arthur Harrow trapped, and you know, Conchu's like kill him, and basically, you know, they're they're like no, because then that makes us like you right like yes. or like just like Amit, where yeah killing people you don't give them a chance to do anything right yes that does work but it doesn't work for harrow because he's done so many diabolical things that you're just like no you shouldn't give that guy a 57th chance at life yeah, does he deserve this mercy <laughs> probably not probably not right right like, you've killed a bunch of people mark specter you don't this isn't the one. But the punishment of him eh. being like locked in a mental institute is that's it, like he's gone mad and he's like, he's sure. that's, that's, that's kind of fitting. But no, Jake Lockley's going to clean it up at the end. So finally, and he's wearing the cap just like in the comics. And I was like, oh, man, they waited to the very end to bring in the Jake Lockley. Very interesting. Um, back to Layla. I love this representation because I love that line where the girl's like, are you an Egyptian superhero? And she goes, yes. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. How did she say it, though? Uh, she like, said, uh -huh. yeah, she said it in like Egyptian. Uh -huh. um, yeah. Isn't that Arabic or Arabic, Egyptian Arabic. But then you also get a couple of yella, yella. I love when they, you hear that, which is like, let's go, let's go. Uh, okay. You always hear that shit in all like the movies. 
Uh, but you know, I think Muhammad Dieb or someone on Twitter was like, you know, he's Egyptian and my daughter and the the girls around him always straighten their hair. And for them to see a su- Egyptian superhero with curly hair is huge. And yeah. I thought that was fantastic. So a great, uh, transformation from the Marlene in the comics that the characters loosely based on. I liked what they did here. I thought Amit also looked amazing. Like the CGI work was pretty good when they were fucking big kaiju fighting. It was fun, yeah. Right? It looked it, it looked fucking good. I like the philosophical battle of, you know, killing some or punishing people before they commit the crime or letting them, you know, giving them a choice. They were having that conversation while fighting. They didn't dig into it super yeah, hard. Yeah. That you know, they was kinda like a little bit above superficial, but I do enjoy that when they have those like those little philosophical discussions about what the what the proper punishment yeah, it's is. It's very people. minority report. I was just gonna say they have the minority report discussion. Yes. Have you watched that movie in a while? It's a great movie. It still holds up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Tom Cruise gets it. Tom Cruise gets did it. Grugs, did you like the kaiju battle? It was fine. I didn't really think of it as a kaiju battle, even though they were giant. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because they were just like uh, you know, like avatars of of what's going on in in the microcosm, you know, of mm-hmm. what was happening in the city. But it was cool to just, you know, CG and stuff is fun. Yeah. Did it work for the show for it to be not connected to anything else in the MCU for the first time in these shows? You think it helped or hurt it? I, I kind of feel like it helped it. What? The fact that they didn't have to shoehorn set anything else up or, you know, I have they left some things unres- like, you know, WandaVision that's unresolved for movies and all the other TV shows are setting up movies. I think that overall that it is what it is and it's its own thing. And I enjoyed it for what it was. And um, would it be cool to for it to have some implications and ties to Marvel Universe? That's always just like a, a cherry on top. I don't think it's a it's a must do thing. Like, do we need to know when when this happens in this MCU timeline? Does that make a difference? No, no. I think, I think I agree with Rugs. I think the show is good as it as it is as being not connected to anything. I think any any of the problems I have with the show that that question you bring up would be by far the last. Okay, okay. Like that, it not having ties to MCU doesn't really affect. At all, there there were there were other problems with the show, and that's not one of them. Yeah, I mean, I have like lots of questions as the show, and like they kind of just you know, like what happened to Layla? He wakes up back. I love how he wakes up back in his bed, like episode one. He's still tethered. There's two goldfish, so they each have a goldfish, and they're talking to each other. But immediately, I was like, "Oh, what the fuck happened to Layla? Where where is she going to show up next? Where is Moon Knight going to show up next? Apparently, this is all." still in the air the one of the producers hinted that we will see him again but i know uh oscar isaac is only signed on to this one season contract it kind of ends with this show yeah they uh marvel i think at least, at least for these tv shows maybe even for the movies they're not locking in people anymore like that right they're, they're not locking in people to x amount of movies and tv shows they're making one and then they're leaving the door open for a conversation that is interesting for more. yeah because it used to be like okay you get three full movies you get a cameo and you got to be in this tv show and you have to fucking sign up for all of that it's great if they volunteer to come back and they want to do it sure because then they own it right. they don't feel like they've been like you know tied into this thing that they have to do now for you know in perpetuity but like um 
I would like it to continue because I think there's so much on the table here. First of all, we have this problem with Marvel that we have gods of every kind and realms of every kind and blah, blah, blah. And I was like interested to learn about a lot of them, but like, I feel like, yeah, they were just decorations. Like they were not, they were just things that we're just, okay. Don't look in that direction. There was that wall member of all the Ushaptis. Yeah. What about all those other gods? I she thought could've... that those things were going to break. And then all of a sudden, all these new gods are going to come out. I thought know? Layla would just go grab the other ones and just start smashing them all. To yeah. Help, that's what right? I thought was going to happen. Yeah. That didn't happen. And, uh, it would have been cool if that would have happened, but, uh, we got stuck with Tauret, which is, uh, it's just so weird. I just still can't get over that. But <laughs> I have a cool costume. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Are you serious? <laughs> this is a god. All right, come on. You gotta be kidding She's me. She's adorable. Tolerant is adorable. It, it does end in a way where you like they they ended in. It, it almost has to be either season two of Moon Knight, or there's got to be a continuation of the movie, or in a movie or something. Just because it, it it's it leaves it so. Like there's so much intrigue with the Jake Lockley yeah, character yeah, now. That, I don't necessarily agree with the way that they like saved it and and skipped over yeah. a potential final fight with Jake. But you still, you, you when you leave it like that, you're like any fan that's interested in the show is gonna be like, well, I want to know what's going on with Jake. Like I want to see their their adventures together. They kept you out hanging, and I'm I'm kind of upset that they cut out all like the best fight scenes, all the Jake. I remember in the beginning, I was like, I wonder if they'll ever go back and show any of these, and they did not. And I was like, fuck, they cut out all the good parts. And yeah, that's what I wanted—the Fight Club moment where they went yeah. back and showed you all the times that he took right. over. But like that, that also gave it the rushed feel because. He's but Harrow has him. He's about to get him, and then boom, it's just flipped around. It's yeah, over. done. Right. I feel like don't they know when they're shooting it that they're cramming everything into one like forty-two minute episode? It, it needed seven or eight episodes would have been great. Yeah, seven. I don't, would have I don't know why they either that or make the episode an hour long. You yeah. know, add another twenty minutes. You could got like why wouldn't they do that? I don't understand. Yeah, it seems like on paper none of that makes sense. You have. And I, I don't think it had as many loose ends to tie up as no, previous Marvel right. shows, but yeah. it still had a lot going on. They rushed through a lot of things, and to make it the least longest runtime, the shortest runtime of all the episodes, that's crazy. Doesn't doesn't seem to make a ton of sense. And I don't know. I, I have to think that it's just because that Marvel, they're budgeting wise, they just budget for six. But I, I feel like most of these shows, including this one, can use a seventh or an eighth episode. Either that or just longer episodes. Or just, just longer a little episodes. bit longer. Yeah. Or, or just go 120, 130 on each like of these. When you need it, use it. Right. Like, I think Game of Thrones did that. When they oh, absolutely. Need, when they needed extra time, it they went, like, did it. like 80 minutes or, yeah, they would go over an hour sometimes. Um, I So I read this other take online, and I thought this was kind of an interesting opinion. Uh, the, you know, the show kind of deconstructs Moon Knight in front of your eyes, which is great. But... We never get a proper construction of the Moon Knight, right? Like, how long has Mark been Moon Knight when we met him? Uh, d- do you think that would have helped if we had a little, uh, a little more construction of the character before they just like deconstruct it? Or this was a good way to introduce us to a whole new character. There is a point to be made there, but I don't really think it's. I think that what they did was actually kind of fun watching it unravel. And um, 
they could have peppered it in after the fact, like after they revealed Moon Knight and all that stuff. They could have maybe had some kind of a flashback or something of some of the Moon Moon Knight's greatest hits, you know. But I, I think that they were saving a lot of those moments, like seeing Moon Knight fly, seeing what he can oh, do. Oh, yeah, he can fly now, by the way. Was that? I don't think that's yeah. his power in the comics. Can he fly? I guess it's, they could do anything now they do anything. because they don't They're give gods. a fuck. It's gods. I didn't know. Uh, They're not sticking to the comics at all. I was all. like, oh, he flies now? Okay. I, th- I think... I think what they're, they're the intent of the show, and in in a way, it what it did kind of work is they wanted you to be on your toes the entire time, in, right? In, including to the end, right? Right, because yeah. they reveal something at the end with Lockley. So, for them to write it in a traditional constructing superhero way was not was not the intent. They never wanted you to feel like you knew anything was going on. So, yeah. I think for me, it, it I, th- when we were talking about the first few episodes, I was like, "This works because I don't really understand what's going on." Right, so I, right. To to go the other way, I don't know. I think you could have wrote written the the, the last episode better, but I, I don't yeah. think you needed to yeah. necessarily like. To me, it, I don't care how long he's been Moon Knight. <laughs> that doesn't matter to me. No, I I will agree because it was. I thought it was a very clever way to do because I loved episode four and five, and it's like a very clever way to do his origin through the trauma of memories. Uh, and it's it was a, just a little bit different than straightforward. So no, the mystery was always there, and it ends up being more a character study than like a superhero show. It's like a superhero show like thirty percent of the time, right? Right. The rest of the time, though, it's just really interesting intrigue. May have gotten a little bit cluttered with all the God storyline in there, as well as the the DID study. What do you think about... Okay, so the in the comics, Moon Knight's kind of like one step in the direction of Batman above Daredevil. Right. Right, so Daredevil's basically Marvel's Batman... And then you got Moon Knight, which is, you got a cape, you got like a kind of a sinister look, you got, you know, Batman uses some like symbolism and, and whatnot, and Moon Knight does, they're, they have money, they're whatever. So there, there is a lot of uh, parallels, but they managed to make Moon Knight its own thing. It's like, I didn't think about Batman once. Yeah. No, yeah. He's, yeah there's no Batman. It's more like Spawn than anything else. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's because yeah, yeah. of the, the gods and the supernatural stuff. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's a good point. Overall, I did like the show. I think the chemistry of the show in terms of what they were trying to do. So they were trying to make it one part superhero show, yeah. one part like character study of this guy with multiple personalities and one part indiana jones adventure egyptian god adventure yeah and i think they most nail it when it's the character study stuff the superhero stuff is kind of peppered in for me the indiana jones god stuff wasn't always hitting the way i wanted it to hit so like i think like they almost got the mix right but not like enough to make this make the 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 beaker explode you know it wasn't like this was oh we hit a home run with this it was just like yeah we've I, got enough we've got some of the chemicals but we don't have like the right mix batman and daredevil they're just so like elegant and they're mm. they're not bogged down by a lot of things they're very simplistic and i think that's why it works yeah. so well because it's just you got one that's driven by revenge and the other one's driven by, I don't know, some other thing. He's a lawyer. You know, he cares his, about people. His Catholicism. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Moon Knight's, I don't know what drives Moon Knight other than he's got multiple personalities and Conchu's the, the person that's driving this thing. Right. Conchu's uh, a god that he's, they, that, that's what his, his role in, in, in the universe is to, is to look for vengeance, right? So I think that that's kind of cool that he's just a vessel and it's actually Conchu that's Batman. It's not Mark right. Spector. Mark Spector is just trying to fucking survive. Oh, that's a good point. And deal with this thing that's taken over. That could be interesting, but to, to explore that relationship, but they brought in all this other stuff. Like, then you got DID on top of that, yeah. right? So there's really a lot of plates spinning on this. There's like a lot of things that they have to juggle. They have to make sure that they uh, spend enough time with this and, and, and handle this correctly. It was a, this was not an easy show to do. No. No, not at all. And overall, I think it was a satisfying ending and a satisfying show. They didn't quite stick it, I think, but it was very close. Uh, and overall, the experience is great. Let's uh, let's just rate it and rank it overall, sure. and we'll get into some thoughts from our listeners what they thought. Uh, Anthony, let's start with you. Do whatever you want. Give it a number. We have six shows now, of course. WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, What If, Loki, Hawkeye, Moon Knight. Where does this land for you? What did you think overall? I think this is a seven and a half. Okay. So it's seven's like your, it's good, you know, score. And I think it's a little bit above good, but not great. I'm actually changing my ranking as we speak. I had this high as number two behind WandaVision, but I think... As we've talked about, I think Loki is actually a little bit of a better show, but a better ending and a, better and a ending. more yeah. and a tighter, just a tighter story arc mm. that you can follow mm-hmm. than this. So mm-hmm. I'm going to rank it third. Okay, okay. Behind Wandavision, Loki, and then Moon Knight. Okay, right. Rugs. What about you? I have it tied for second in my ranking Ooh. with Loki. Ooh. Uh, um. Yeah, I think, well, actually, I, I feel like it's a three-way tie. They're all tied for first, WandaVision, Loki, and, and <laughs> this. Um, because they're both, they're all different. And, I mean, uh, Loki and Moon Knight are more along the same lines, because WandaVision is just so out there. But they're all doing different stuff. And, like, Loki uh, is very much tied to the what's going to happen in the future of the MCU. Uh, Moon Knight isn't, and Wanda is as well. So I think that the fact that it's kind of flying solo without that stuff to bolster right, it up. without any connection. Uh, I think that it's pretty noteworthy. Yeah. Um, I probably would give it a 7.5, but I, I, I might even be inclined to give it an 8 on whatever day. Uh, because... Um, the acting is far beyond anything that we've seen. Absolutely. Like, you want to talk about WandaVision good acting? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. But this is on another level. This is a dude who's acting with himself. This is a dude who's playing two completely different characters. Yeah. Uh, nailing it. Like, act. you know, and, and there's, as we talked about, some of the most kind of cathartic, awful things he's been through in his life that he has to try and manifest some kind of like good out of it. It's crazy. And then on top of it, he's being possessed by a fucking, uh, an Egyptian God. So uh, there's a lot of things that he's got to do and he just kills it. He kills it on, in, in like every single 
way possible. Like he's convincing as a dude who can kick ass. Yeah. And he's convincing as a dude who can't fucking get laid. As a dweeb. Like, and he's, con- yeah. yeah, he's convincing breaking down and crying as both of those characters. And you absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that he really did a great job as far as, uh, conveying the character and really doing something that could be in a movie, like in a, dr- a serious drama. So that's to be commended. So I think that will, I'll give an extra 0.5 on the score. Yeah, no, I'll agree. High level of difficulty pulling this off in that you are introducing a new main solo superhero into this MCU on the TV show for the first time on the, you know, uh, in this journey. I got to say, Oscar Isaac's performance is like, it stands out so much. If you look at these other shows, yes, there was some great acting, but this was something special exactly for what you just said, Ruggs. Uh, So that definitely elevates it. I love the mystery and I love the fact that it was, it was, it could have been darker and edgier maybe, but it was definitely heading in that Midnight Suns kind of Netflix Marvel shows arena. So I was happy about that. I put it in the top three. I still think WandaVision is just special to me. And especially with the movie we're going to talk about next. Um, And then, yeah, maybe Loki maybe edges it out a little or it's tied with Loki. It's really hard. Yeah, I can see either way. But man, Oscar Isaac just fucking killing it. It So impressive. Such commitment. And I do feel like he would want to come back. You know, hearing all what the reaction to this that's largely been positive, even though some people some people bailed at the third episode. I mean, you got a lot of Oscar Isaac. If he wants screen time, he's yeah. got loads of it. This is no fucking Poe Dameron on Star Wars. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. This is no apocalypse under makeup. This is Oscar Isaac on screen, like fucking Tom Hanks and Castaway fucking screen time. Just yeah. him out there hanging, floating. Well said. Uh, so yeah, I'll give it, I'll give it a seven and a half, eight, seven and a half ish. Uh, but, but I, I really, I really enjoyed it. I wish it was longer. It went by so quickly. I kind of wish it was, I had maybe one more episode to flesh some things out. Yeah. A lot of people didn't really love it, but I think, um, they're looking for something different than what the show is. I think it succeeds in leaving you wanting more, right? Like you now you're like, give me fucking Jake Lockley. I need to see what the fuck this is. And if they, you know, that's what they meant to do. I think they, they did that. See, I think that if they, it'd be interesting to see what the show is without Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Without all of this, like yeah. other stuff with him and Layla, just, you know, going through and and dispensing justice and getting embroiled in different things. Uh, I'd like to see how that turns out. Yeah. And so they introduced two new characters. Like I would love to see Scarlet Scarab show up with him wherever he shows up next, whether it's a team. They never officially named her. Scarlet. Yeah. I don't know if this isn't Scarlet red. Uh, Scarlet means red. Yeah, I don't think she was wearing much red, was she? She was wearing not so much White, red, but gold. there is a character called Scarlet Scarab, and she had the Scarab, and I don't know why she has Scarab fighting powers. They kept them, they kept calling her the little Scarab. The little Scarab. Otherwise, what do you can call her? Little Hippo? She's a Hippo woman? 
Yeah, that was just a mismatch. And that's because they, I don't know. I just don't understand. How I love when uh, Towerit comes in with the boat, like while they're running to the gate. And Steven's like, hippo! And he's just still happy. He just had some funny lines. Great. And like Steven was hilarious. Steven had so many great funny lines. It really worked. F. Murray Abraham also did a great job. I love that Kanshu was a dick. Uh, that really works. So, and all the the uh, Egyptian and Arab cast and the the authenticity. I think Mohammed Diab nailed it. They pulled it off. Very fun show, listener. You know what you can pull on is a a jock and nerd t shirt. You can put it on, or a hoodie, or a tank top. You can find all this at our T Public shop. Visit jockandnerd.com slash shop. Uh, you can also drink coffee out of a jock and nerd mug, or have Rug Boy's face on your face, on your chest, all of, wherever you want. We're there. Check it out. Okay, here's uh, from our Facebook group, Jock and Nerd Nation, which is a place you can also join to geek out. It's a closed group just for our listeners. Here's a couple of comments from the group. Rick Martinez said, Scarlet Scarab and Amit look great, but Jake Lockley kicking the wheelchair was the shit. That was great. Justin Zwerner says, I really liked it, to be honest. I wanted more action. So this, all hail King Imran. Well, absolutely all oh, hail. Shit. It's fucking awesome. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's really good. That's right. This is a common uh, sentiment. The more action. Jesse Rodriguez on this episode says, fuck yes. Best Marvel show to date. Hands down for wow. Jesse, for Jesse oh. Rodriguez. Ethan Cranford said he really enjoyed Moon Knight. Easily his favorite Marvel show, but he's a bit fed up with Marvel making half finished shows. Just tell one contained story and then expand on it. Stop using the connected universe as an excuse not to tell a full story. Uh, I feel like it wasn't half finished. Like it didn't connect to anything, but it was just rushed. Yeah, rushed, it just needed a, a longer last episode. I think it's the That's most all. kind of contained out of all of them. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Joe Henry loved this series. I think it could have had more action, but the story made up for it. And Steve Morrison could always use more. Moon Knight would have liked like Mr. Knight to be Mr. Knight, but there's a place for the show to grow beyond this six episodes. Yeah, it is a solid setup and potential for the future of this character, which is it's great. You got, a, you got Moon Knight. I wonder. I wonder. Uh, hopefully, Oscar Isaac comes back. Would hate to see if this... I mean... This is just the end of it. They, it's a, a good show, but they ended in a way where there's so many more stories to tell. Can't be a one and done. I mean, the way they ended it. We all want to see more. That's a good sign, isn't that is it? Good. Yeah, yeah, so they leave you wanting more. And, you know, what's ironic is none of these shows outside of Loki and I think What If so far have announced a second season. Some shows you can't really do a second season. Like, you can't do another WandaVision. That's kind of burnt, right? You could do another Falcon show. No, we huh? just did the second season yeah, of WandaVision. We did, we did, we're going to talk about the second season of WandaVision. <laughs> um, Hawkeye also, I don't know if you need a second season, but Moon Knight. Don't care to see it. Yeah, no. Moon Knight and Loki definitely give me season twos. And, yeah. uh, and what if we'll come back? Give me some more crazy sure. what ifs. So next thing for Disney Plus on the Marvel side, Miss Marvel. Oh, shit. I miss Marvel, the Pakistani immigrant superhero teenager from Jersey. Kamala Khan coming to the screens June 8th, a month away, just a little under a month away. Can't wait uh, for that. So, all right, we'll take a quick break here, play some promos. We're going to come back and talk about the Doctor Strange sequel right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. 
Attention podcast listeners and YouTube watchers. I'm Logan, the host of Mostly Superheroes, a weekly pursuit for the world's best stories with an emphasis on live-action superhero stuff. Every week, join me, PC Mike, The Giggler, Scotty Scoop, and Carrie as we talk MCU, DCU, books, TV, movies, and more. MostlySuperheroes.com is where you want to be. Watch us on YouTube, listen where you get your podcasts, and we'll see you Monday, Sunday on Patreon. Enjoy the rest of the show. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. If you ever believed Captain America was on the U.S. Olympic soccer team. If you ever thought that the Winter Soldier was that brace yourselves guy on the internet. And if you ever wondered just what would a raccoon do with a machine gun. Then don't let another week pass you by without tuning into Mighty Marvel Geeks. Mighty Marvel Geeks is your show about all things Marvel. With news, rumors, commentary, and interviews. As well as our weekly recommendations on what to pick up on New Comic Book Day. Official consulting hours are between 8 and 5 every other Thursday. That's Mighty Marvel Geeks on WeebyGeeks.net, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Listener, if you have been listening to us for a while, if you enjoy the show, if it makes you chuckle or groan or cry or cringe, uh, I think it's a good time for you to join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! You can support the show on a monthly or annual basis, and you get benefits. You get special things. For example, you get a bonus exclusive RSS feed that where the shows come out early and there's bonus content. There's post shows. We put up our instant reactions to Dr. Strange sequel this week. And Anthony has put up a huge eighties uh, reaction uh, audio of what Anthony, this is like a, a bonus extra giant sized one. Well, it's not actually that big. It's like 12 that's minutes. That's what she said. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 12 minutes. <laughs> Long enough. That's Long also, enough that's what I said. Yeah, yeah. 12 minutes. I found, instead of doing individual movie reviews, I just reviewed or did my reaction to the both the Lethal, lethal Weapon 1 and 2. Okay. Um, above the Law. And oh. fuck, I'm forgetting the other movie we did. I did. Well, you're going to have to sign up and listen. And it's a surprise. <laughs> Fourth movie. But it's all. Rambo 2. Oh, Rambo 2. Man, 80s. A total 80s action movie mode. Check that out. If you sign up, you will hear that. You will also get Discord benefits where we do a monthly hangout on our Patreon-only Discord server. You get access to the server. Uh, this month's hangout, May 2022, tentatively scheduled for Thursday, May 19th at 8 p.m., but that may change I may have a work thing. Keep an eye on the Patreon page. You may have to push it back a day or a week. I will let you know if you are signed up for the Patreon, you will know. And then also there's a you pick it tier where you can force us to watch and review any movie. And we will be getting to a few of those in the coming weeks as this show ends. Gives us some breathing room. We're going to talk about some random movies. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Sign up today. Jockinair.com slash Patreon. Okay. Oh, boy, let's get to it. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Full spoiler review. Here are your spoiler alerts. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Prepare to be spoiled! Oh, man, we are at the 28th MCU movie in this journey. That's, first of all, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> this is the 28th connected movie. This is the fifth movie in this phase four. If these phases even matter anymore, I'm not sure. 
of course, Doctor Strange, initially created by Marvel Comics, created by Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, way back in 1963, had his first appearance. Uh, Multiverse of Man is currently on Rotten Tomatoes, sitting at a 75% tomato meter, 6.5 out of 10 average rating. Audience thinks it's 87% uh, in their verified ratings. This, so... Marvel continues to just bring theaters back, right? After the, the pandemic, we're at post, we're still in, I don't know what phase of the pandemic we're in, but uh, the summer movie season has kicked off because the box office for this is, is doing really well. The movie had a budget of $200 million. Now, to compare, the first movie way back in like 2016. Opened to $85 million and finished at $232 million domestically, $676 million worldwide. Okay, not bad for Doctor Strange number one. This movie opening weekend has made $187 million. Oh, shit. So domestic. Uh, domestic. And I said 185 last week. You guys were a little high. I got the closest. I don't know what that means. Do I, oh, yeah, you win, Do I win something? Good for you, Emron. You finally win something I in fucking your life. finally win something. So, look at this. It's sitting at $187 million domestic opening weekend. Currently, worldwide, it's already at $411 million worldwide. Wow. This is the 11th biggest domestic opening of all time. Uh, if you, with the exception of Black Panther... Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness had the biggest debut for any MCU title without the word Avengers or Spider-Man in the title. A couple of more stats from Eric Davis on Twitter, who is a writer. It's the biggest opening of 2022. It is the best opening for a Sam Raimi movie. It is the seventh biggest opening for a Marvel movie. It is the highest ever for a second MCU solo movie. Uh, And it has the biggest box office lift between a first and second movie. In the MCU, with that 450, uh, 411-ish uh, million dollar globally, it's the 10th biggest opening of all time worldwide, 5th biggest for an MCU film. Could have been bigger. This movie did not get released in China or Egypt and Saudi Arabia, all places where it's been banned. Hmm. Which is ironic because Marvel just gave you an Egyptian superhero. <laughs> And then they go and ban uh, the next movie coming out. Eh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's because of the two moms, I guess. It's because of uh, the one character being LGBTQ character. But they don't yes. even allude to it. No, they don't. She has two moms. That's all they say. The China. No, she's got that. She's wearing the pin. Oh, yeah. She has a rainbow pin on. The China thing is even more wacky. Apparently, in one of the teaser trailers, there is a shot of a Chinese newspaper that is very. Um, uh, uh, anti the Communist Party in China, and they saw that, and they're like, "Nope, we're not putting this out here because of that." I was like, "Man, somebody was really paying attention to those trailers." Uh, the movie, of course, directed by the great Sam Raimi, stepping in after Scott Derrickson leaves the project a few years ago. Written by Michael Waldron, who recently has wrote on Loki, and music by Danny Elfman. And you get that Danny Elfman feel. Of course, starring Benedict Cumberbatch as your Doctor Strange. Elizabeth Olsen returning as Wanda. Uh, you got Benedict Wong as Wong. Chochi Gomez. I think that's how you say her name. There's a TL mm. at the end, but I think it's silent. I think it's Shoshi 
Shoshi Gomez, America Chavez, Rachel McAdams coming back as Christine Palmer, and other cameos we will get to as we discuss the movie. Wow. Well, Anthony, what happens in Multiverse of Madness? Explain this one. Did you hit the spoiler? Uh, did, I right? did. The spoiler, spoiler alert. Step Just away. making sure. Yes. Just making sure. So this movie is about Doctor Strange being involved in having to help America Chavez. So America Chavez is this new character in the Marvel universe that can travel amongst the multi travel through the multiverse. And Wanda coming off of WandaVision has been corrupted by the dark hold and wants to get to her kids. And the only way she's figured out how to get to her kids is she needs to steal the power of America Chavez. And in doing so that would kill her. And Dr. Strange is like, Nope, can't do that. You can't kill her. So the movie is basically Doctor Strange protecting America Chavez from now corrupted Scarlet Witch Wanda Maximoff. Yeah, it becomes like a chase movie, really. Yep. You know, and, and yeah, to to spare America Chavez, millions of people die. No problem. Uh, I suppose for this <laughs> one girl. Well, okay. Before we get into our opening thoughts, Anthony, tell me uh, how many times have you seen this? Tell me about your theater experience a little bit. I would like to know about that. Seen it twice. Oh, son of a bitch. Seen it twice. The uh, I saw it opening night on Thursday, like a nine o'clock showing. It was in a packed theater, definitely buzzing. You know, you walk, you pr- park in the garage and you have to park on the fifth floor because oh, every f- spot is taken and there's yeah. so many showings with packed. You know, I could, as I was going to the bathroom, there, another showing was coming out and I could hear them talking about, oh, you know, I, th- I like the CGI or I didn't like the CGI. And I was like, oh, shit, I kind of like, like la, get out la, of this la, 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 can't hear you. The uh, theater itself was very warm for some reason. Oh. I was sweating a lot. Not as buzzy as obviously Spider-Man No Way Home. There weren't as many moments where people were, you know, standing up and cheering or anything. I don't, there actually wasn't any. But there was people, you know, definitely some vocal moments during cameos and um, some loud laughs during some themes, things and laughs during things that I don't know if Raimi intended there to be yeah, laughs at. That, but I, uh, I, I caught that too. We'll talk. About well, maybe that. he did. Maybe he did I intend. Think they, yeah, yeah. So overall, it was a fun theater experience, but in nowhere near a No Way Home. Uh, yeah, mine was similar. It was a packed theater. The parking lot is full. I knew right away. I came went on the Thursday. I'm like, oh, there's gonna be a lot of people here. I got to park way the fuck back there. Uh, but receptive crowd, couple of cheering moments, nowhere near like Spider-Man No Way Home, like you said, but and the same with the laughter in the third act. Uh, so we could discuss whether that was intentional or not, but uh, the, the, it was a great audience, had a good time. Ruggs, how was your theater experience? You saw it how many times? I only saw it once. Okay. Um, when I got to the theater, it was, yeah, it was crowded. It was like during the day, and uh, there was two little girls sitting in my seat. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I'm like, hey. Same. Like, how do I do this? Like, they're going to think I'm crazy or are they going to like, I don't know what they're going to do. So I'm like, hey, you're in my seat. And they're like, no, we're not. And then they showed me their phone. I'm like, how come you have a phone? You're like eight. <laughs> anyway, but that's uh, all you like, need yeah. to do, Rux. Get so the I was fuck like, out of here. That's all I you was like, to say. I was like, I didn't want to grab their phone and look at it because I knew something was up. And they, I'm like, you're in the wrong theater. Clearly, there's another theater you should be in. So I went to the, I had, I had to go tell on them. Oh, man. Oh, my and God. And then I had to be that guy you- who just... Had like the theater guy like grab their phone and look at it. No, you're in the wrong theater. You're this grown person actually can read what seats he's supposed to have. This cranky old puppet's throwing us out of our seats, <laughs> yeah. mom. Oh man, that's where, yeah, where so was the parent? 
Yeah, no parents. There was no parents. No parents. Oh, really? It was just no. them, and they they just went to the wrong theater. Wrong. They went. No, they went to. No, they were in. There's a multiplex. They went through it. There was. I think it was playing at the same time. Oh, and they were in the wrong seat in the wrong theater. Right, right, right. I'm like, you got to be in theater seven. I'm in theater nine. You idiot! Come on, like check it. And, you know, but whatever. I'm sorry. So that was weird. Yeah, I was almost strange. missed the beginning of the movie because oh, I had to get that all straightened out. <laughs> I love that you had to call like the guy that's like this is because like, I didn't want to be like threatening them as like a you know like yeah. I, I feel uh, weird. I'm like at least it's this is the theater. Yeah, I I I I could have been like the dick and be like no blah 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 and start yelling at them. We could have like, had a viral video on our hands, Rod. Yeah, I the, uh, yeah I do want to I want to avoid any kind of uh, <laughs> confrontation that was going to get taken out of context. So I'm like. Let me just do this by the book, kids. Look at this puppet yelling at these kids. <laughs> Fuck yeah. sake, man, you're amateur. <laughs> and they could take me. So it's not like, you know, and whatever. The movie's too scary for them anyways. Get the fuck out of the seats. Yeah, so I, yeah, but uh, there was reactions okay. to things, but okay. nowhere near as big as uh, No Way Home. Well, let's start with you this time. Give me, I don't know where to start. Where you Tell me overall how you felt at the end, what you liked. Maybe let's start there. Well... I'll say this. I thought it was uh, a very entertaining film. I think that Sam Raimi, um, for the most part, did the most that he could with it. But he did go off the rails a few times. And like, I feel like that when you have to do certain things all the time because you're Sam Raimi, it's annoying. Okay. There was one particular, two particular things that I thought were really silly. Okay. Uh, the music note fight was yeah. I my eyes were rolling like like dice. They were like just rolling, <laughs> and um, that was different. I mean, a creative like I was like, idea. you gotta be fucking kidding me. We're doing fucking musical notes now. It was kind of came I'm out like, of Why nowhere. don't they just fucking start dancing to jazz like they do in the <laughs> other movies that you do? I'm like, cut this shit, Raimi. Cut this shit. You've done it already. And then. He does the Evil Dead slappy thing when things like are in you, you slapping them like Bruce Campbell does in Evil Dead. Like they were doing that when Scarlet Witch was getting attacked by the zombies or whatever. She's like slapping their hands. Oh, right. right. Scarlet Witch doesn't do that. <laughs> She's not doing that. So I felt like that he went he kind of overreached in those. But barring those two things and the zombie thing that he had to go and get a zombie to. I feel I feel like it was very entertaining and actually more fun than a lot of the MCU movies that I that we've just come out. So yeah. like more fun than the Eternals. Yeah, it's more right? fun, right? Yeah. Yeah, a lot more fun and a lot more like engaging than that movie. So I was on for the ride, but as soon as I thought about it for 2 seconds, I was like, "Whoa." Like anytime I like I had to make myself stop thinking because I was like, "You do you want to enjoy this movie or not?" <laughs> yeah. All right. Stop thinking immediately. Yeah, yeah. Stop thinking about how fucking none of this makes any sense, and they could solve this with two seconds. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like, there's no need for Scarlet Witch to do anything that she's doing. It doesn't make sense that out of the vastest, out of a million universes, that she wants to choose the one where she's already the parents to something. She doesn't give a shit about vision, obviously, anymore that there's he could exist. In, where was he? Like, Where's that white why, vision? There's got to be a universe where the vision is the dad and the kids, and then Scarlet Witch died or went crazy or was in right. an institution or something, locked up. Then she could swoop in. Like, it just was like these things. Like, like this doesn't make any sense that she wants to go and, you know, it, it, was, it was, it was, 
And there was like two MacGuffins at the same time. There was America Chavez there's three and his MacGuffins. Book. There's two books. Yeah, there's, so there's three MacGuffins and yeah. you're MacGuffin chasing the whole time. So there was a lot of that. And the fact that like all these people are dying to save America Chavez. And like, we don't even know why, because we don't really get to know her as a character that much, really, other than that we know her parents and she she's looking for her parents, basically. That's why she's she's universe jumping, which is okay. That's that's a good motive. But barring that, I, it was a good time. It was okay. visually interesting. I don't know if the characterizations were on point, but the acting was good. So there's, okay, characters might not be written right, but at least they're performing well and everybody's like engaging to watch. Yeah. So a lot of these things, it was like, it was a balance. It was like, and it leaned more to entertaining. Every time, like, I was like, okay, this doesn't make sense, but it's fun to watch. Okay, this is fun to watch. It was like, in a lot of ways, it was like um, No Way Home. It was like very fun to watch. Just don't think about it. And that's what I'll say about that. Visually compelling for sure. Uh, Anthony. Yes. uh, We had, after all the rumors and all the rumored cameos and all the hype that we had to kind of sift through, based on what actually happens in the movie, how did it leave you feeling? Um, and did that affect I, I will, your entertainment? I, I will say, I think I did like the movie. So I'll start off by saying I, I, I would rate it positively Old in that Doki. sense. I think the movie is definitely a mixed bag of things. I'll start, I'll start off first. I've, I've looked at a lot of like the online stuff. Yeah. I, I think Cinema Score said this is the second lowest rated Marvel movie. Which after is like Eternals, a B plus. Which is a B plus. Usually right. they get A's and A minus sure. A pluses. Sure. Yeah. So there's that, but it's that's still a high B yeah. plus means B yeah, plus. It's good. Um, I think coming off of No Way Home and that how great of an experience that was, and with the tease of the not only the title, so you got Multiverse of Madness, but then the trailers show explicitly showing or not showing, but giving you audio that Professor X is in this movie. People were going wild on this the whole thing including me, I was like, this is going to be a, a huge movie for Marvel. Another one of those stand and cheer movies. And it really is not that movie. There are cameos, but I think a lot of the expectations that Marvel set for themselves by doing what they did and how they marketed the movie, it was obviously a rousing success at the box office. So kudos to them. They, they hit it well. And it, it's a marketing victory, right? It's a huge marketing victory is money. The marketing is misleading also. Yeah. But it does it does create the expectation of what this movie is, and it really isn't that movie, as I mentioned. It's more of a woman, you know, a broken woman that really wants to get to her family, and a character study on that, and Doctor Strange seeing alternate versions of himself and trying having to give up the fact that he can't always be the one holding the knife. He's gotta let go. Like there's some interesting things there with Doctor Strange and, and people like the the scene where his former colleagues, like, did it have to be that way? Like, did you have to give up the time stone? Like, they, there's some interesting themes there. And it's more of a vehicle for Sam Raimi to play than it is a universe-altering stand-and-cheer movie. So I would say that in some aspects, it's very, it's, it's, it accomplishes what it needs to accomplish, and, in, and it is good for Marvel in that they're letting Sam Raimi do his thing for better or worse. You, you get a lot of Sammy Raimi has a very particular style. And like I said, for better or worse, you're going to, you get all of that 
in this movie. And some of it hits, some of it doesn't. It depends on what kind of fan it is. But as far as the expectation they created, they did not, they disappointed in that sense. So I think it's a very mixed movie. But overall, I mean, I did appreciate it. I just wasn't, um, I wouldn't say I was emotionally involved as I wanted to be coming off of what my expectations were and, and the no way home. The second time, did that change anything for you? Or was it just more of like, yeah, no, it's the same. The second time, actually, there's parts of it that kind of drag. Okay. The middle part kind of drags a little bit. Yeah. It is still, it's one of those movies where I think we'll look back on it and we'll go, it's cool. Sam Raimi got to do his thing. Yeah. But also, I think there's going to be a lot, a big segment of the fan base that's like, this was not what I wanted from this movie. Yeah. Uh, what did you think, Imran? The marketing was a little misleading. I had fun, right? So overall, I do like the movie. Again, visually great to look at. I almost I was trying to go see it again in 3D because I was like, oh, I bet this looks fucking great in 3D. Uh, and like you said, Ruggs, I agree. The performances uh, really worked. I almost think Elizabeth Olsen steals the movie away every time she's on it scene. It didn't feel like a Doctor Strange movie. No. It felt like a... Gullet Witch it movie. did, but I loved seeing her journey and seeing her uh, uh, be badass and just brutal. Uh, so overall, yes, fun. What a little bit disappoint, disappointed in what I was expecting, based on maybe it was a little overhyped. And the trailers made it seem like maybe there was another bad guy, right? The trailers were also kind of misleading, and that the cameos, while they were fun, and that was of course where everybody was hooting and hollering. Uh, you know, the, uh, the what happens to them is kind of hilarious. And also, like, you're like, really? Really? Also, so I also felt like it could, the ending was a little bit rushed. They did cut about a half an hour from this movie. You could have used maybe 15, 20 minutes back. I thought it started out real strong, drops you right in. The action was great. Even though the third act was rushed, I enjoyed the visual uh, and, and, and the battles. And then the cameo scene was just crazy. But I thought that the I I thought that that was a waste. A little bit, but I lo- okay. Here's what I love: I love getting the Evil Dead, Dark Man kind of feel, and I love how like James Gunn has his his flavor in the, the Guardians movies, but they're still Marvel movies. Uh, then you have uh, Taika Waititi kind of figuring out the formula for Thor, and if they are to do more, keep Sam Raimi on. I think he's figured out almost a good balance of his horror, corny comedy, and like. Uh, drama to to put rap Doctor Strange in moving forward. I don't know if the horror corny Evil Dead shit works completely for this because that's where everyone was laughing, right? Were they supposed to be laughing? Did Sam intend it? Zombie Strange to kind of be goofy when you're looking at him talking. I don't yeah, know. My my entire theater, not entire, but a lot of yeah. my people were laughing when he talked. Yeah, but the Evil Dead and Army of Darkness movies have the same effect, right? It's scary, right. but it's jump scares, but it's also funny and ridiculous. It's yeah, it's silly. It's silly. It's campy almost. I, I'll, I'll say this: I think I'll give credit where it's due. I think letting I, I like that Marvel let Raimi do that. It really depends though on your mileage for that kind of humor. Like that 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 kind of humor is not mainstream yeah, at all. Yeah. So I I appreciate Marvel letting him do that, but it's also one of those things where it, you know, a lot of people are going to not like it. They're going to think it's stupid. Yeah, like Sam Raimi can be cheesy and um it's going to have we I would think at this point like I understand that when he was coming up 
he was kind of doing his own thing. But now that you're stepping into this kind of like established way of doing things, yeah, there's silly humor all over the Marvel universe. And sometimes it gets too like James Gunn did that thing with the freaking cartoony shit where he was like when they were bouncing in, in, yeah. in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And Taika does it in Thor Ragnarok. Like the yeah. ball hits him in the head like it's a fucking Three Stooges short th- or something. Th- this you is know? another, this is a, even a, a degree further to like a weird sense of yeah. humor. Yeah, this is like where it's just silly. Where like you're doing like some silly shit. He, he's, it, I mean, it, I, I didn't mind it, but it is like You've got a zombie strange it stands out a little bit. Yeah. flying with demon, using demons to fly. It looked awesome with its wings. Yeah, using yeah, undead it, it's, souls. It's different. Yeah, I didn't mind that that much. I just the humor was a little bit, I think, out of place. Like mm-hmm. Doctor Strange has this thing with this with his cloak, right? Like his cloak, even in the first movie, yeah. his cloak's obnoxious. Yeah. And that's cool. It was like, slapping that's, them around. That's, that's as far as you need to go in Doctor Strange. I, I mean, I still think it kind of captured some of the co- essence of the comics in the weirdness, right? Because you would right. see weird, sure. a giant eye monster or... Uh, well, let me, yeah. let me point out one word where I was like, oh, this is... Okay. The, the zombie strangers were... People were laughing. Yeah. But the one... After having watched it twice, the scene where America Chavez all right, steps up and she's going to fight wanda she she jumps off and punches her right and she looks down at her hand she goes uh-huh and then wanda <laughs> looks at her and goes Mm-mm, and like makes the weirdest looking face oh my and before god before she really? gets punched again oh my god and just like oh what the fuck who wrote it that <laughs> what way? is happening here <laughs> it's, the, just, it's just a strange back and forth so the production from what i understand was also kind of crazy that with you know they did the reshoots but they're also writing the end as they were shooting it uh, it did. It did have. You know, we talked about how this was supposed to come before they had to restructure everything. So for the, well, I don't think the end. See, I I don't have necessarily a problem with the end. The the, if you look at it for Doctor Strange's lens, the protagonist, the whole thing is him having to let him having to let go of the knife. Yeah. He has to learn to trust other people. Right. 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 And they use. I actually think his arc is all right. Like they use the other versions of him to look at it and go. This is what happens if I don't change. I can end up like uh, these guys, uh-huh, uh-huh. where I, I end up unilaterally making decisions that I think are the best for the entire universe, and I fuck things up. Yeah. So I need to acknowledge that, hey, this is a version of me that could happen. This is a flaw in me, but I need to acknowledge that and pivot away from that flaw in this moment by letting letting America Chavez figure uh, out how to yeah, yeah, figure it out user powers. Right. And kind of like that angle. I really like the angle of the guy going in the beginning where I mentioned this earlier of the guy going, was that the only way? Oh, at the wedding. Everyone yeah. just every in, in, no, in Thanos and then in, uh, infinity where oh. everyone just is like, Oh yeah, that's the way it was one out of four. We trust you that you did that. But like, why do we trust him? How come he was the only one that got to see the, all the futures and just decided, yep, I'm going to let go of, five years of people's lives and get rid of half of the universe. I had to give him the stone. This had to right, happen. He had to, but I think yeah. naturally people would be like, I don't trust him. Why? Really? Yeah. You, that was the only way. Mm. That was the best thing option you had. Mm. Mm. So I like that angle. Mm-hmm. And I like that it leads to him at the end being like, okay, I got to fucking let go of the rope a little bit. Hey, they didn't kill Wong like we thought they were going to. Also, I thought no, that, was, that was interesting. Should we we should talk about the cameos. Let's though. get to the cameos. Knock those out real so, quick. So, so one of my other criticisms is you get to see 
a few multiverses when they're spinning through, they're crashing through. But I, I wish there was more. Like, it could have been crazier. Should have been a little more mad. But they land in Earth 838. Earth 616 gets a name drop. Uh, they are arrested. He's brought to the Illuminati, which consists of Mordo, alternate Mordo, not his Mordo, of course. You got Captain Peggy Carter, Haley Atwell, uh, then fucking Anson Mount as Blackagar Boltagon. Oh, shit. This one I was not expecting. Does this mean that shitty Inhuman show is canon? What the fuck? Wow, right? With the tuning fork. You got Maria Rambeau, uh, the, the mother... Uh, from Captain Marvel of Monica Rambeau being Captain Marvel. And then uh, Professor Charles Xavier, of course, you saw in the trailer. And then the biggest the biggest reaction had to be when fucking John Krasinski shows up as Dr. Reed Richards. He looked amazing. The suit looked great. He's got a four, I mean, legit blue costume. I was like, oh, shit, I can't oh, believe shit. I, in my theater, it was Professor X. Okay. That one. And, and it was because and you. I heard your, your I can't I, believe you didn't hear I that music. I missed it because people were like talking and cheering. It was like, I know, I missed that. But yeah, those are the two. Yeah. And then Black Bolt was like, what the fuck? I was Black like, Bolt. who is that? Is that Anson Mount? What the fuck? Yeah, that them doing the X-Men queue is so great. Danny Elfman putting that in. And I can't believe how fucking people were talking. I missed that. But then there's a big exposition dump as Charles Xavier explains the Jonathan Hickman incursion storyline that happens in the Avengers. Uh, and then they are all summarily uh, murdered by fucking Wanda, who is inhabiting dream walking. Very easily. Yes, like- day walking. In- For some reason, she decides to she shreds. Okay, how do they die is also Reed hilarious. Richards. Yes, that was kind and of. And then she decides to fight Peggy Carter like hand to hand combat. So Reed Richards getting shredded <laughs> like string cheese was a little disturbing. I thought the the idea of Black Bolt taking away his mouth so that when he said something, it bounces back and blows his braids out. That was wild. There was an audible gas. That was like, oh. like, oh, <laughs> Captain Carter getting sliced because in the half. blood, yeah. the blood out of his nose and his eyes filling up with blood too. Jesus like, oh, Christ! Shit. Yeah, and then they allude to Captain Carter getting sliced in half. You see a little bit of blood, and then uh, Monica Rambeau gets a statue dropped on her, and then she goes into Charles Xavier's head and fucking snaps his neck. Snaps his neck. Jesus! I, I actually. Wow. That was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah, that was great. That, that was I know great. that it makes the Illuminati look like shit, and I'm the big Illuminati guy. Yeah. But I think with it being alternate universe. Yes, what does this can, mean? You can let Sam. This was basically going, okay, Sam Raimi, have some fun and, and do the carry thing with this. So these, ca- carry. these characters exist in other universes. Do you think it's going to be Krasinski as Reed Richards, also the same cast? Is no. it? It's okay. It could be completely different. No, I, okay. I think the, the rules. The rules on the multiverse stuff, there are characters that look exactly the same, and there are characters like Spider-Man who you, they look completely different. So it makes sense why they fucking killed Anson Mount then. They're just like, your show sucked. We're bringing it in and kill you for good. Well, I don't even think that show is, like, that show could have in, in, happened in another multiverse. That's this is true. just 838 yeah. Black Bolt. Yeah, because then I'm like, it's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, is Chloe Bennett going to show up in one of these things as Quake? Like, you could do that now. <laughs> Uh, but also with the incursions, you can kind of, this is how you could bring in the X-Men. There could be an incursion happening and the X-Men had come over from that universe to stop them from destroying each other or whatever. I, I, I think I think we got to pump the brakes on all the, like, all the X-Men. Everyone talk. was like, oh, X-Men's showing up. Fantastic Four's showing up. And this movie, 
Unless you guys read it differently. I felt like this movie was just like, we are using these characters to have them killed. We have no plans right now. Like, this movie is not the jumpstart to no, any of this stuff. No, they just, like... But, like, the thing is, is, like, after this film, I felt like, all right, we're going to know where the Marvel Universe is heading. We're going to have this idea of, like, what Phase 4 is really about. And there, I don't really feel that that happened. No. And... That's not good. I don't think they have a plan like that right now. I, I think they do. I just don't think this movie they this movie was marketed in a way that I think everyone expected that, including yeah. me, and yeah. they didn't. That, that's, that's not the what they're thing. accomplishing. So you got okay. You have Wandavision that ties into this. Yeah, you had to watch that to get to All right. This then show. you got Loki, who ties into Ant Man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, supposedly, just and you, you can finish, but Kevin Feige was like the events of Loki of what are what caused No Way Home in this movie to happen. Okay, because Kang is not protecting the multiverse anymore. Right. So things are happening, but there I don't really see them building to anything other than these tangential crossover thingies. We're multiver. We're kind of dipping our toe into multiverse. The the speculation I saw online from Screen Crush was that because these incursions are going to start happening and the worlds are going to break up, that they're building to of an eventual Secret Wars storyline. Yes, I could see that. I could see that happening. And so, to look, where does it leave us? Let's jump real quick to the post credit scene, the first one, because suddenly Steven is walking and Charlize Theron shows up. I was oh, like, oh, shit. shit. And I did not know who this person was. She's wearing purple. I, did, I was like... Who the fuck is this? She tells him. Marvel did a very good job of. I didn't think anyone ha- had any idea that Charlize Theron was in the Marvel. I remember there was some rumor like a long time ago that she was in talks for a role, but then it kind of like came and went, right? Uh, so, yeah, that was a surprise. But she tells him what you did caused an incursion. I need your help to fix it. She slices open reality and you see like the dark dimension, like where Dormammu is. And Steven's like, OK, I'm in. And he pops his third eye open. That's a whole other thing. He gets a third eye uh, and they get into the thing. Now, I found out who this is. You know who this is? Who wants to explain who this is? It's Clea. Clea. It's Clea, of course. You, the psychic yeah, you, TV reader, Miss yeah. Clea. <laughs> it's Call, Ms. Me now. Call me now. I'm <laughs> Dr. Strange's person. Call me out of magic. No, it's not that Clea. <laughs> I remember that. Miss <laughs> Clea. Wait, before you even get into Clea, yeah. I just want to say one thing, and then you can get into Clea. The, and that post-credit scene, first off, no one knew. They were like, what the fuck? Yeah. My my friends were like, "We finally getting it the f- yeah, Fast and Furious crossover with the MCU <laughs> family." Yeah, but uh, <laughs> the only thing about that 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 ending would, would would be fine, but the way the movie ends with first Steven walking down the street yes. and the third eye, yes, he's like, "Ah, yeah, we got to talk about that too." And that's like like very dark, uh, very Sam Raimi yep. where it yep. ends on like a like a weird like horror thing. Yeah. But then, like, to have the post credit scene where you sit there for two minutes and then the post credit scene opens up with, oh, he's walking down Dude, the street. He's again. just like, and then something else, coffee. something else happened. Like, and what? then another crazy thing. And then he has the eye pop out. Yeah. He's like, I'm ready. What? It's like, oh, you just like bypassed the fact that like he was in horror because the dark hold has a hold of him and he's got a third eye. And now you're like rushing through and you're like, yep, let's show him down the street walking again. And he's already over that and he's going to save the, he's going to 
deal with it. They changed the third eye because essentially that is just the eye of Agamotto, right? It, it kind of means that you are an advanced sorcerer, but they changed the eye of Agamotto to the thing. And now they're implying that be, the Darkhold causes this, as we right. saw. He's with got Sister. a little bit of evil in him. So because he did, he did possess a corpse, his own corpse. Anyways, Clea turns out Dormammu's niece, student of Stephen Strange in the comics. They eventually get married and she helps defeat, she helps him defeat Dormammu. But I saw this as, yeah, Incursion, Secret Wars, but yeah, just a loose, like, here's the next thing, not really. And maybe their way of going, ah, Rachel McAdams, you have no chemistry with Benedict I mean, she got kind of so. sidelined, too. Mordo, kind of like, where's the original Mordo, 616 Mordo? I was kind of curious, like, where he, what he was doing, but... Uh, the other Christine Palmer does help and provides a little. She knew how to use the fucking chamber with the fire that he didn't know how to use in the first movie. Remember when he was yeah, fighting Casillas? Yeah, she blasts uh, a demon and goes, go to hell. Yeah, that's straight Sam Raimi. Yeah, it's not the greatest writing now that when you isolate just that one line. Uh, <laughs> but think about it. Uh, I think, but wait, don't, don't. Let's state that right there real quick. I, I think when you brought up earlier, I think that was a lot of that was intentional. I think Raimi was trying yeah. to be cheesy. Yeah, a lot of this I think shit. he was too. I think he was too at the end with the zombie strange, like just having fun Some with of it. the lines too. Yeah. I think we're like intentionally cheesy. I mean, his yeah. sensibilities. You just need Bruce Campbell going. This is my boomstick. Come and get some, baby. Come and get some shoot. <laughs> I, the Bruce, I mean, even yeah. the post the post credit scene. It ends and he he's done punching himself it's and he over. looks at the camera and goes, "It's over." That's great. Uh, I loved him as the pizza pizza papa, whatever. And that's a whole Evil Dead reference where he. I mean, that scene in Evil Dead where he's fighting his possessed hand is amazing. It's so good. It's so fucking funny and cheesy and scary. Yeah, but why do we have to keep doing, the, keep same doing the same thing shit over, over and over? Yeah. yeah. And you want to know something, Imran? Yeah. I know you liked it. Yeah. My theater had absolutely no reaction no. to Bruce Campbell. The Bruce Campbell. Some people did in my theater, but not a lot. Some people no. were like, who's that? There were some murmurs, but yeah. no one, for the most part, no one, and this is a hardcore MCU audience, obviously, on a Thursday night. No one was like reacting in any sort of way where they understood who even Bruce Campbell was. You gotta be a Raimi fan. It's a very specific niche of the movie audience. Army of Darkness. You're a Raimi fan. You know that Bruce Campbell is in every Sam Raimi movie. Absolutely. I like his cameos better in the Spider-Man movies, but this was fine, you know, for what it was. Uh, so uh, let's talk about America Chavez. Okay, did let's we get to know did, her? What did, did you feel did you like? Did you feel like know? that this was the America Chavez from the comics? It, I've heard I don't the, know anything about. I don't know. I don't know anything from her from the comics, but I've heard it's a little bit different. Do you like that? It's one of those things where she had the power the whole time and could have used it at any moment. And just needed bad things to happen to everyone else before she could figure out how to use it. <laughs> she the only power. knew how to use it when she gets scared. So she just had to learn to focus while everyone dies around her. Yeah. Now, it was very cheesily written. Now she, yeah, he, I, did, he, I thought she was poorly done. I, 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 uh, I didn't necessarily engage with her character yeah, at all. Yeah. I thought she was kind of a fl- I, I thought what she was kind of flat. What do you think of the actress? I thought she was kind of flat. She's 14 okay. years old, by the way. Like, she is 14. Yeah, she's oh, very, she's 14? Yeah. She's very young. She's 14 or 15. Yeah, she's an actual teenager. Okay. I mean, I enjoyed the conversation about the, spider, all the Spider-Man the alternate. She's like, well, webs, does it come out of his butt? He's like, I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Like, <laughs> This is a weird thing to say, Yeah, but I'm going to yeah, go say it, it anyway. You can edit this out if you think it's bad. But I I put a, a link into the into the thing of the movie Coco. Okay. And she reminds me of the main character of Coco. Okay, I've never seen Coco. Oh, that's not. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. 
I was like, this is looks. She looks like a character. She looks like a, a cartoon Disney character. Movie. Well, she's a, yeah. she definitely does. She's yeah. a character in a Disney movie. I mean, her jacket is like right from the comics. I guess in the comics, her sister is the one that gets sent through the multiverse, not her parents, uh, and she has to go find her. But uh, you know, as part of if you're building the Young Avengers, I could see how her power would be useful by the end. It, it's tough. It, it was a tough character to really get engaged with because other than the scene at the end or scene in the middle where she you get a little bit of backstory her character as you guys stated is really just a MacGuffin. It's a MacGuffin so, and it, an exposition so, person yes yeah so like she doesn't have things to do because she's simply just being chased the entire time so you don't really you don't have a character that you can fully understand like what motivates her and all that um so yeah it's 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 not it's not the hardest it's it's one of the it's a harder role to to really put it sink your teeth into i think yeah it was just like she was more of a vehicle to show you the multiverse yeah right and more than a character or a person right and it, was it worth it to see the multiverse was it worth it worth it to see that there's all these options out there that we can see there's a blob universe where you just paint blobs yeah <laughs> you're animated i, I wanted you more would, of that yeah you would you would have with with the title, I really think they should have just made the title like Doctor Strange, and, and like in Chaos Magic or something yeah, like that. Like yeah. really implied that it was a Wanda Doctor Strange story because going Multiverse of Madness, you really imply that this is going to be crazier than it. I mean, it is crazy in some sense, but it's not crazy in a multiverse. Would have been madder. And I mean, eight three eight. Can I ask a crazy? question? Yeah. Why can't Scarlet Witch just have sex with a dude? And then just have kids. Okay, but that's a good question. Here's my other question is... She wants to be a mom that bad. If their kids were made out of magic, why do they exist in other universes? My other question... Well, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Really, wait, wait. Yeah. You, I can answer okay. that. Okay, answer that one. She, in other universes, she actually had she kids. She had kids. Okay. Ha, okay. Well, I thought also Scarlet Witch was supposed to be a Nexus being, meaning there's only one of her. But mm-hmm. they changed that to like America Chavez. There's only one America Chavez in sure. all universes. And then how did Wanda even know to look for America Chavez in the first place? Darkhold. The Darkhold brought her, took her there, showed her all the different lives. And I, yeah, the, the dark. I, I would I would just go with the Darkhold gave her a false sense of what she needed to do okay, to get her kids yeah. back. It's, it was lying It's, it's just corrupting. weird because the kids she created, they're a figment of her imagination. She manifested them. And like, it was just weird that she wants those manifestations. It's just yeah. such a strange thing to want. And uh, it's just such a weird thing. I, I feel like that whole, that her whole identity is so weird. And, it, it doesn't really work for me. Some, even WandaVision doesn't really work for me in in a way. It's just weird that she wants these. She wants this particular reality that that's the one that she honed in on. And I'm like, if she want to have kids that bad, she could. It's like not like it's like an impossibility. Uh, it's just weird. She wants West it's a weird back. motivation. I mean, she's a weird character in general. Yeah, I mean, she's she, insane. You, I guess she's insane. Well, not only is she insane, but she had kids with a robot. <laughs> But I mean, this, this journey, you know, you feel a mother's grief, right? You, she she played it really well. And I love the part where she go, approaches the commentage and she's like, look, 
I've been reasonable. But the kids existed for a week. <laughs> In a fucking fake reality. I just love how she's like, I've been reasonable. This is me being reasonable. Uh, and now I'm not going to be reasonable. What I thought was a little rushed was, okay, great moment. America Chavez has the great idea. Let's show Wanda your kids how they really react to you. She sees how they're afraid of her. She's not their mom. She's causing all this. And then suddenly that's it. Then she's like, oh. Right, just I'm just going to destroy all this to bring this thing down. Well, I, I actually like that. I thought it happened a little. Even her heel turn in the beginning happened quickly. Her resolution ends went a little quickly. I, I like that because I think you can equate that to like if you're an alcoholic or if you're on a bunch of drugs and then you see a moment, you have one moment of clarity where you're like, holy shit, this I, is what really I what I did. Like, yeah. This is all the people I'm affecting and how they really see me. Yeah. I think in those moments, you have that moment of clarity, and you're like, okay, I got to clean this shit up right now. Just burn it all down. I, I don't know. I feel like that once you've gone too far, you can't stop. I think you've got – I feel like she had gone so far and went to the nth degree that to stop at that point – like, I think that the reason that you stop is not to have a moment of clarity, just the reason that you, you know that you lost. Like, mm. there's no winning those kids back. Yeah, those perhaps. kids were going to see her forever as a, an aggressor. Well, that, that's what I'm getting at. Is that yeah. I think she sees the kids, and they she sees how they see him, her, yeah. and she's yeah. like, "Oh my god, I'm, I'm everything I thought I wasn't going to be." Yeah. So I mean, here's the debate kind of that's uh, online. And uh, first of all, she's not dead. Obviously, she's a beloved character. She'll be back. She could have formed a little bubble. She she'll be back. But did she do so many bad things? She was doing bad things in WandaVision. She's essentially the the, the antagonist. She's the villain of the movie. Is she not redeemable? Is this where she should be? I, I She's nuts. That's it. Yeah, I, I think the only thing you can fall back on to redeem her is that the Darkhold got a hold of her. Yes. But you combine that with what she's done in WandaVision, I think right? it's pretty tough for this character to be like completely redeemed where she's on the Avengers. But if you follow, if you, if, if you follow her in the comics, she's a very complicated. Yes. And she too, was so. kind of a villain in the beginning of the comics too. You know, she is, uh, you know, a lot like Jean, Jean gray just kind of loses control and is super powerful. By the well, way, she's never wanted to be a hero anyways. Right. Right. So she, that's not what motive, what motivates her now or what has motivated her is like, Family, family and, and love yeah so that's what always has made her somewhat of an interesting character because she does things for love and family but she does she's not doing evil acts because she wants power she does it because she's trying to get to her family yeah so you can you but can she's, relate but she's to so that. misguided yeah. by the some of the things she's had because of her yeah trauma. she goes in she gets the dark hold because she so wants to i guess go back to the world that she created Right. Yeah, she wants the Westview house and, and family that again. Poisons her. She's already insane because she did that without the Darkhold. Correct. Well, she yeah. created this this thing out of grief, and she enslaved a bunch of people and caused a bunch of damage. Um, I mean, even Vision didn't want anything to do with her. This, the white one. Yeah. Like he was like, I'm getting the fuck He's out like, of oh, here. This is crazy. And so she gets this Darkhold and. So she's already without the dark hold doing crazy shit. Now with the dark hold, she's pumped up to the, the next level of mm-hmm. being crazy. And think about all the people that got killed. 
and all of the places that got destroyed, universes and uh, you know multiverses that have been affected by this. So yeah, it's going to be hard to redeem this character. It's pretty tough considering like she's insane and she just had a moment of clarity and and, and did the right well, thing. She's but super I, powerful. Soup. Yeah, like, and she's and she's really and they've really she could do she could kill like the Illuminati in five minutes. Right. <laughs> yeah. She's a little overpowered. So, Thanos was a problem, I guess, but you know, the I entire mean, Illuminati. Yeah. No, no, I, lo- I like no how robot. she talked about like killing Vision twice and thinking about, you know, all the heartache and grief. She did lose a lot. Look, she had a lot of loss. But she just went about getting things in the way they tell you not to. Well, well I did I, I did like her line where she tells strange that he can break the rules and yeah you know she he's looked at as a hero and i, I thought i wish they would have maybe explored he, that a little but more that's a great strange line. ultimately saved everyone but strange right. ends that's, up doing shit that she does too she he's using the dark hold he's possess he you're not supposed to possess the your a corpse or your own corpse like he's breaking lots of rules also yeah but he's doing it to save people she's right. doing it for her own self-interest yeah he's doing right. it to save right. one person you, they're not the same thing yeah that's yep. true it's that's a little true. selfish i guess like if Strange isn't like I'm going to die and and you know and fucking fuck up the whole thing just because I saw this one way we can win and ultimately save everyone. That's like he's not getting anything out of it. She's looking for her happiness and trampling over anybody that she wants, enslaving people a whole sit because she her it's just about selfishness. It's just about what she wants. Yeah, that's true. So I don't think that they're like that line rings true that she tries to compare herself to Doctor Strange. I don't think it's I don't think that works. But whatever. Uh, so, yeah, at the end, what they're rebuilding Comertage. America Chavez is training with them. Strange gets a third eye. Dreams are actual glimpses. Wait, one, in- one thing on that. Yeah. Uh, I listened to Sean Chandler and he brought up a good point on that. And I was like, oh, man, I wish I would have thought of that. But America Chavez figures out how to travel the multiverse, right? Yeah. Control her powers. Yeah. So why the hell is she at Comertage? Why does she need to learn how to use a sling no, no, ring? No, 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 no. Why isn't she looking for her mom's? Oh, why'd she come back? Or why is she still there? Why is she sticking around in the universe if she can do? If she can? If she can stick? If she can manipulate? Timed our multiverse now to travel anywhere. Shouldn't she just be traveling the multiverse looking but for her mom? I feel mom? like that's like looking for a needle in a haystack. Like I don't know how you like. She has no idea where they are. Like, well, they should have had like a line right in there where they they'd explain why she's sticking around to get. Like, oh, we can train like mm. some. It should have been something like Wong or Strange is like we can help you harness your power. Help stay. you sense your parents. Yeah. Or like something. she's like about to leave, and yeah. they're like, no, no, you don't know what you're gonna do. Like. You might fuck things up even more. Stay and we'll help you. That would have been a great little line to throw in. It would have right. helped. I just feel a like quick it's, it just, uh, I don't think she should be sticking around the strange universe. But, um, yeah, it's yeah. weird. She's her and Ned from Spider Man. They're going to be hanging out, making magic. <laughs> uh, but I, uh, th- let me ask you this. There was a lot of people, uh, upset at the rating and, I, I, yes, they're saying what rating? it should be rated R. A lot of oh, people oh. thought this Get was a lot here. more violent. It was not. I felt it was very. I mean, Sinister Strange gets impaled. You see some burnt corpse. People's heads do explode. But I didn't feel like it was that 
that bad that it like wait, a lot. Wait, you're, you're saying people look watch this movie and were pissed off afterwards? Yeah, like, like, yeah. No, people were mad that like, oh, this my kids can't watch this. It's too scary. Oh. It should have been alright. I'm like, nah, really? It's not. Uh, it's not. Are we just getting soft as a fucking? It's not that bad. Did you watch the uh, what if episode with the zombies? Yeah. There was beheadings all the time. Yeah, there's there's yeah, people got chopped in half. People too. getting eaten. Yeah, if yeah. anything, I saw this movie and I I seen some stuff where people were like, I don't know if I could bring my kids to this. So I watched it and i was yeah. like oh this is like violent for mcu but then i was like at the end of it i was going it's still pg-13 it's still, like, I, f- yes. I didn't feel like yeah. it crossed the line and it's yeah it's fantasy creatures getting killed right it is pg-13 so no don't bring your fucking five-year-old it's pg-13 obviously that's not gonna be appropriate but even like a 10 or 11 year old can't handle this i don't know what to tell you like what what happened we just, just watch the monster squad that's Jesus. a pg movie yeah, yeah. there's watch freaking airplane there's a pg a movie werewolf gets blown to bits with boobies in it <laughs> uh did what did you feel this movie had any real stakes though i think we've all kind of said that it didn't real well stakes. people died and nobody cared yeah what do right. you define are real stakes? Like, was there any time where the reality, everything was at stake? It was going to be, I don't know, destroyed. Uh, so, like, the, uh, the end-all, be-all would be, let's say, like, uh, Wanda's plan uh, went through. Uh, America Chavez would be dead. That would be it. America Chavez would be dead, but... I think they were there were some lines in there. And maybe where she, other Wanda would be dead. Other Wanda, and I think there were some lines in there though where she basically stated that she's destined to rule the multiverse. Oh, okay. She was getting super corrupted and and saying she was destined to rule the multiverse. And then I think they were also, you know, she was saying, well, like they were like, why do you need the power? Like, why couldn't you just hang out in another multiverse? And she was going, well, I'm gonna travel across all the multiverses in case they get sick. And it's I think they wrote in there that by using the dark hold to do this kind of stuff, you're going to create incursions so that, Oh, so it would have gotten worse. Plant, yeah. Got, yeah. The multiverses would have gotten really fucked up if she was rolling it. Also, I thought it was interesting in the eight, three, eight, the flashback where you see black bolt actually uses powers. They, the Illuminati get to Thanos on Titan before he even gets the gauntlet, right. but they do the same thing, you know, to their strange. I think all the multiverse strangers are obviously a little dangerous and unhinged than any one of them. All of them have made bad decisions and re- seeing an incursion world was also pretty cool, despite the musical note battle. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a fan of the musical note battle. <laughs> I, I appreciate they're going crazy, but yeah. I was just like, why? <laughs> that was pretty what, crazy. What, what, what about this makes it like, why would Dr. Strange? Like, oh, music he, notes this is one of the oh, major fights. It is. This is like a major fucking fight and they start doing note battles. I'm like, they should have just went Scott Pilgrim and did like a fucking bass battle. Oh my god, both like pull out guitars <laughs> and they just start like <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing that annoyed me the most of the movie Yeah, was the fact that you had not one, but two books they were chasing. Yes. And in both instances, they chase the books, the villain or the hero gets the book and then the book gets destroyed. Book is destroyed. Got to go to <laughs> another to thing. find something else. And they got to find where the book came they from. They did that so many times. They did it yes. twice. No, they, like, oh. they, chasing MacGuffin after MacGuffin. It was a little much. Also, if the dark hole doesn't exist, that's probably how Agatha Harkness escapes from Westview and and gets to her own TV show that they could have oh. give her because that spell is broken, right? Could you write this without a MacGuffin? Man, I don't know. Could you un-MacGuffin this movie? That's a great 
idea for a show. It's a thought process. I don't know. Not right now. Yeah. No. No. I mean, but, I think you could have used the Illuminati in a bigger role, and maybe Wanda wasn't the main villain, but you'd have to change her motivation. I, I don't it's mind all, I don't Wanda know. being the main villain. Okay. I just, I think there was some, there was like another scene, the the Illuminati, where they all agree, like Doctor Strange, they all think Doctor Strange is an, like a bad person. Like every in every universe, they agree for whatever reason that like he can't change at all. He's always going to have this characteristic of doing taking things into his own hands. Yeah. So they all. The Illuminati leave, and then Professor X yes. is like, he goes, he goes, you know what? I don't think you're that bad. We'll see what kind of Doctor Strange you are. And it's just like, what? You, I thought you didn't like him. Now you're just like, eh, everyone left, and you're like, yeah, I kind of like this one. Flip. So, but he flips so quick. That is a callback, though. He says the line is something like, just because you stumble once doesn't mean you can't, sure. whatever. That is Where's what. That, wait, wait. He says that where in an X Men movie? Yes, he. That's what he oh. tells his younger self in Days of Future Past. The same. Oh, wow, that's a deep cut. So that's I, what they were doing. Yeah, I really thought that they were going to address No Way Home, right? Like when he rips open the universes and somebody acknowledged it. Wanda, somebody so acknowledged kinda, that he did that. It kind of doesn't make sense if America Chavez is the only one that can like go between universes. Like, how did you, it happen you, in that movie? You don't need America Chavez in this movie. You could just have Scarlet Witch at the end of WandaVision. You hear that his her kids, like she's able to make contact with them on another realm. And she wants, she sees that, uh, she can feel that Doctor Strange has done something mm-hmm. and, and, tapped into other universes. Now she's like, I'm going to use Darkhold to do it too. That's and then true. you don't need any MacGuffins. Or what if she finds them in another universe? She goes there. This causes an incursion uh, alerting Dr. Strange. He has to find the Illuminati and for them to help uh, stop this incursion. And Wanda eventually relents and says, okay, I can't do this and destroy everyone. I don't know. Could have done that. No. Well, they what they wanted to do is they wanted to make a horror movie where she's chasing another girl. But that, yes, but shoving this whole Illuminati and then killing them off in the middle, I, I just I, I was the point. It was great, but like, what all. was the fucking point of that? <laughs> Remember, the rumors were like, maybe what was the point? They wanted to show how powerful. She yeah, was. I, but th- then give me more. The rumors were of like the Tom Cruise Iron Man and Nick Cage Ghost Rider. Put all those fucking do all. I mean, I know it's hard. He was shooting Mission Impossible, but I guess it was crazy enough. But I just wish they would have went a little bit more. They pushed yeah. it a little bit more. I, you know, we, that movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once, that movie tackles fucking multiverse shenanigans and <laughs> complexities like better than like that is madness. That movie, you see the madness of the oh, multiverse. Oh, as far as madness, yeah, Compared that's to this, definitely where you get, way like, more madness. One multiverse where the trees have, have white leaves and red means go and green means stop. Like, what really was different? That's maddening. Is that crazy? That was the only fucking thing that was <laughs> Madness. different. Madness. And they got pizza balls. Like, this is, this is Dogs crazy. Dogs and cats living together <laughs> side by side. She's been to 73 universes, and the only thing she learned is that food is free everywhere. I mean, you couldn't it's give me a free. little bit more. You drive on the parkway, and you park on the driveway oh, this in this is, universe, but not in the other ones. It's upside down. <laughs> Still a fun movie. Yeah, it's, it's one of those where I think they they... They marketed it in a way that, that set themselves up for disappointment. A little bit. A little bit was misleading. You thought it was going to be a little more substantial. This is, and this isn't one of those things where, like, we talked about this during WandaVision, where everyone was so amped by, oh, my God, Mephisto. Like, everyone wanted their fan theory to, 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 to happen. Yeah. And in some sense, Marvel set that up because they, they did have the Quicksilver thing. But Marvel didn't 
set up a ton of that. Like, if everyone just want, wanted their theory to be right. In this case, by the marketing and by the title, you you lent yourself to all those fan theories and you lent yourself to a bigger movie than it was. So I think they, they again, set themselves up for disappointment for a lot of the fan base. But they also do the fan service. The Krasinski casting is straight fan service. You know, you got right. you know, they heard that and they did like, a little bit it. of it. Yeah. yeah. But it's not the movie itself is not as big as we've all said. Right. Is not at all as big as we what anyone thought it would yeah. be. I think the best thing about this movie and the worst thing about this movie is that Sam Raimi directed it. That's exactly yeah. right. It, it is. It, that's exactly right. It's a Sam Raimi film. It's a Sam Raimi film, but it's still on the Marvel rails, right? They kind of. Yeah, it's one of those where both. You, you you if you liked Sam Raimi, yeah, like I like some of the Sam Raimi stuff. So yeah. I was like, I wonder what he would do if he had the the entire he had control of the entire thing right. from the start, right? Because there are like bits where I'm like, this is MCU. Like it's, it feels like. MCU is battling Sam Raimi at some point. Yes, yes, I agree. My favorite mo- Raimi moment in this movie was when she's getting chased through the tunnel. Oh, that! Oh, oh yeah. when the it slows down and the drops slow down, and then she just pops out of the side instead of breaking through the door. There was some other that stuff too, but that, that one stood out. That's a great I was like, oh, that's a little horror movie yeah. in this year. Oh my god, that was a great. Yeah. Well, oh, they do the yes. the piano notes like dong, yes. and then her eyes pop out. Or her popping out of the mirror all contorted and like crack it back in like that was out of the mirror universe. That was kind of fucking creepy. Or they do the um, I liked I did like when the demons are out and they do the fisheye lens and it's um, Christine Palmer on the ground seeing like the fisheye lens of the like of the point of view of the, the demon. I love Sam Raimi's point of view shots from, you know, in Spider-Man 2 when you were Doc Ock's tentacles and this one you are Wanda looking for the other Wanda. You are the, a lot of soul, screams. the soul demons attacking and screams. flying around. Yes, a lot of swooping a lot, camera. A lot of quick zooms. Yeah, quick <laughs> zooms, swooping camera, a lot of push-ins right to the eyes or to the face, you know. He does that in Spider-Man great. Like, do you think this the Spider-Man movies are better Sam Raimi movies than this? Since that's all him, really. I think Spider-Man 2 is a great movie. I still think that I, I one say, of the I would best. say Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 are, are awesome movies, but I think this film is actually closer to like uh, the Evil Dead stuff uh, than what yeah, Sam Raimi yeah. was doing in Spider. I think in those movies he had the cheesiness, but he was still trying to like make a Spider-Man movie for everyone. Where I think he's an older guy now, and he's just like, okay, you're going to give me MCU, and you're going to let me do my thing. I'm going to make Carrie. Yeah, I'm just going to go carry on yeah. this thing. I mean, it is cool to see him, you know, kind of birth the genre back in the early 2000s, this current genre, and then come back and now with a big budget and a lot of effects, see what he could do. And I, I, think, I think if he was in the driver's seat from the get go, yeah. it might have been better. I feel like, um, yeah, he's coming in after something's already started. He's got to like do what he can with it, and at the same time, try and make himself fit into something that he's a universe that's already pre-existing, and it's probably not his his bag. But well, it's a, he's almost like an Edgar Wright. Like he he would have gone that crazy if well, you just let him go. Here, here's the uh, what if what if he had it from the start and it's worse. <laughs> and what and what I mean by that is. His sensibilities and the way he does yeah, things yeah. is so particular. Yes, that maybe he alienates most of the oh, fan absolutely. base, and they're like, they're like, no, this is not at all. What uh, we want. I, like, I think like that would he, like are his sensibilities like? Do does it still hold up to this day? Well, like, like him doing friggin' jazz shit in Spider Man, <laughs> like, 
you know, like <laughs> that dancing was, yes, that was and not well weird received. shit like that. Well, like you do the no. jazz shit, and then he, he comes back and he's like, "Oh, you like the jazz shit? I'm going to do the musical note fight." <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm going to throw. There's something up with that. You, Someone's right? got to talk to him about that shit. That's like, what I'm someone, saying. Like, it's like maybe like him being reined in is better. Well, I to your point, Anthony, I do think that I agree. Like they kind of took the Sam Raiminess and kind of made it a little more mainstream because of the way Marvel is now. So it was a nice balance of things, but still no, I don't, have I don't a think Sam it was super feel. mainstream. I think he, I think they let him. I think it was a little bit mainstream, but I think it went the the way that I think a lot of like it went a little further towards the 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 degree where it's like. Okay, this is fucking weird. So possibly he may have alienated some of the fans that aren't into Sam Not Raimi alienated, or know nothing. It's just like it's just it's a different. It's a very particular sense of humor. Yeah, I don't think it's enough to alienate people, right. but it's enough for people who know Sam Raimi yeah. to be like, "Come on, dude! Like we've seen this. Like, yeah. or what are we doing? Why are we still the doing this? Hits. It's Sam Raimi's greatest hits right here. Yeah, like what? Yeah, that's. I think that's a good point. Is like. Is he evolved enough, or is he just going back to his old bag? He hasn't like, made it, a movie in years. Also, before this, it's been a while. Like, what is he? You know, he if if he's just go, doing the, the greatest hits, like that's cool. Yeah, but you know, we want to see filmmakers evolve and 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 do new things. And like, it seemed like he was going and just doing the greatest hits. Well, would you like to see him stay on for a third Doctor Strange movie? I say all of this now, and yes, I would. I would. I want to see him. I want to see him. Yeah, you want to know why? Because yeah. the motherfucker knows how to entertain. Yes, yeah. he does. And I mean, yeah. you'll forgive a lot. Yeah. if you could be at least entertaining. Absolutely, and it is a very entertaining movie. Okay, we're going to continue talking about the movie as we get to news from the nation. I got comments from our listeners, but for now, let's rate the movie for me. Rank it. Look, we got twenty-eight movies. We got f- uh, five movies in phase four. So wherever you want to rank it, however you want to do this, Anthony, go. I would go with a seven on this. Maybe six and a half. Oh, okay. I'd go seven. Okay, because I I really do respect that Marvel let Raimi do Raimi stuff. Yeah. Although the the. I don't think the plot is that emotionally engaging because it's a super MacGuffin chase. Yeah. And a lot of, um, a lot of questionable writing choices, questionable dialogue choices. Um, and the, the way they marketed the movie lent itself to some disappointment, Mm. but I still think it's a solid entry. I think, I don't think it's a complete mess or anything. I think it's entertaining as shit. Um, and I, I, like I said, I liked Raimi as far as where I ranked it. I had it 14. Ah, right in the so right middle. In the middle. Okay. <laughs> and I have it actually ahead of the first Doctor. I have this one 14 and Doctor Strange 1 15. Ah, that was going to be worth. my next question. Did you think it was better than the first one? I, I think is... it's a little bit. I think it has a little bit more. It's weird to say this, but I think it has a little bit more directorial style yeah. than the first one. Yeah. Even though the first one has a lot of, I think a lot more crazier visual visuals. Yeah. Um, but they're they're each they're each they're they're very, obviously they're fourteen and fifteen in mind, so they're very close. Yeah. As far as MCU Phase Four, I mean, No Way Home is still the top one for me. Yeah. But I would go. I would say this is behind Shang Chi. Okay. So I say this. I would say No Way Home, Shang Chi, this, and then Eternals. Um, I actually like Eternals better than Black Widow. Yeah, so Eternals yeah, and yeah. Black Widow. Okay, like, I could yeah. see a lot of people putting Eternals last. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, Rugs, what do you say? 
I think I really don't need to do this because Anthony did it. Everything flawless. Pretty good. Oh, yeah. His, there you go. His Thank list you. is yeah. pretty good. And, uh, that's hey, what hey, I was hey, thinking, too. I pretty much agree with everything he just said. That's a seven. Um, it's a seven solely because it's a Sam Raimi entertaining film. And it, it at least, in the least, breaks a little bit away from the formula that we're used to. I mean, there's MacGuffins galore and stuff like that. But at least directorially, like... We, it feels like a different kind of movie, and I like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Uh, I did, like I said, I think the writing is b- basically the only thing that hampers this movie. I do like it a little bit better than the first Doctor Strange movie. I like that they went crazy and kind of gave D- Doctor Strange a style in his own franchise. Uh, I will also agree, like, the joy I had in No Way Home, even though. That's a clunky first half, and it's a lot of fan service and nostalgia, but it's 30 year, 20, 30 years, 20 years of Spider-Man movies. Like, I haven't felt that way since Endgame. I was all kind of hoping for some of that here. I didn't really get that. So No Way Home was just fantastic theater experience. It's fucking Spider-Man. Uh, I would put, hmm, you had Shang-Chi. Yeah, I'm, this is like middle, middle tier, middle, middle. I would tie it with Shang-Chi and then eternals and black widow uh so no way home shang chi this movie and then yeah the other two so i think we're all on the same page there yeah ew. there really is no other way to rate it I, I i i listened to what's funny about this is i listened to both of our yeah all of our our um instant reactions which and, we do without listening no yeah, exactly. we don't know right we don't know and what everyone's like, thinking and i was like man we all thought the same thing we did think of. the same thing on all of them without <laughs> that's even, funny we didn't even yeah. talk nope that's the great thing about when those come in it's like we didn't talk to each other let's see how much we agree and don't and disagree but everybody felt the same thing and like the endings rushed and it could have used a little more time anyways next up for the mcu thor love and thunder taika ytt is back jane foster thor july 8th not too far away. Let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. Left <laughs> gets you every time. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. All right. Let's see what our listeners thought ethan cranford says it's by no means a masterpiece but this was a really enjoyable cinema experience the 90s x-men theme playing during the illuminati meeting gave me geek boner geek boner for sure again i can't believe i missed that i gotta watch it again blake Braden had some criticisms he says could just be me But these cameos within these superhero movies are starting to feel overused. In no way did I feel excited as I should have been. As far as the movie goes, lots of holes and lazy script writing. Thought the acting was fine, but what they had to work with made the characters feel boring and plain. I'll watch it again, but by no means will this hit within my top 15. First Strange was better. And then, Ruggs, let me know what you think about this. He says, is it bad that I felt more for Doctor Strange and Christine Palmer in a 38-minute what-if episode than I did in a two-hour movie, supposedly with Strange as the main character? Yeah. Right? What if was was really good. That episode the is amazing. It. And yeah. I, I was hoping we were going to get that sinister Strange from what-if in this. We didn't really get him. No, that's not him. 
that's not him at all. That's a whole different strange. Uh, but what do you think, Anthony, that Blake mentions he saw in a 38-minute episode, he felt more for Strange and Christine than in this whole movie. Like, that episode was fantastic in showing that. Did it need that in this one? Yeah, I think, I mean, that, that episode was a much better interpretation of, of Strange and Christine. They haven't yeah. nailed Strange and Christine really in the movies. Yeah. Um, Their chemistry were, is a little bit, uh, the actors, I don't know. Yeah, and I don't think they really, I don't think the writers of these movies really, really give a shit about Christine no. Palmer. I don't think no. they think she's a very interesting character, so no. I don't think anyone that's yeah. written her for the two movies is like, we. I don't think they're, they don't look at her and go, yeah, this is someone we want to do something with. They're like, Strange and his villains and everything else is way more interesting than this. I mean, they interest. just sideline fucking Christine, you know, pretty good. Uh, we got a new person here that doesn't comment often. I'm happy to read Chris Wiegand's comment. Let's go. Let's go. New person. He goes, what I hate is when legitimate spoilers are pseudo disguised as speculation. Obviously, just like Spider-Man No Way Home, people knew what was going to happen early on, and the leaks ruined the enjoyment. Wanda's quick heel turn seemed forced, and her power levels fluctuated according to convenience. I love the Illuminati. Even if they weren't powerful, it was super cool seeing the actors in their alternate roles. I definitely hope Krasinski stays in his this is me. It would be a shame for John Krasinski to not come back. They just this is a one and done. I was we should have we we didn't really ask that, but do you want Krasinski to stick yes. around as Mister Fantastic? Yes. What were we saying last week? You're like you need a guy that can uh, play someone that his wife would be into. That he's smart, but he's kind of a dick, but he's not arrogant. Like I think Krasinski can play this role on those levels. He'd be great. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna say that I, I never saw like John Krasinski as Reed Richards and I watched this movie and I was like yeah take it or no no I was like take oh. it or leave it oh, I, I, really do I still don't like I, I think that's a purely fan casted thing because we saw one picture but I, yeah. I wasn't yeah. like I don't know I'm not a I don't think Krasinski inhabits Reed the way I, I would like okay because then you need Emily Blunt to play Sue Storm just I don't to- know what do you think Ruggs do you like Krasinski as Reed um sure why not right. uh, I'm not really like over the moon but I, he'd be fine uh, it wouldn't be no Frank Grillo as <laughs> Frank Grillo as Reed Richards oh, shit. Oh, would God. be amazing. That's a whole different movie. Yeah. So you don't think we'll see Patrick Stewart again as Professor X? No, he's going to die old. soon. He is old. So you got yeah. McAvoy, though. You could bring in I the McAvoy. I wouldn't mind bringing back McAvoy. You got the McAvoy. Okay. Jamie Robinson, Mr. Throwback Thursday from the Mr. Throwback Thursday podcast says the title should have been Wanda. Oh, yeah. And Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Don't get me wrong. I love Wanda, but I wasn't expecting a Wanda movie. That being said, it still gets a seven and a half out of ten. And I will recommend. See, I have of- to say, yeah, I had I read a review. I shouldn't have done it. Oh, and no. it spoiled the fact that Wanda was the villain. For oh, me. Re- oh, no, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? I saw that. And then I was scrolling through YouTube and there was a screen grab of of Krasinski as face Reed oh, Richards no. getting killed. And I was like. That's spoiled now for me, too. So Yo, those whole, are the two things that I got spoiled There's for whole clips of the movie on YouTube now. Oh, yeah, you can watch, yeah. You can watch a lot clips. of it. Like, people just have balls that are just recording it on their fucking phone right there and putting it up. Uh, th- so that goes back to the marketing. Like, I don't. I think you were right, Anthony, and maybe misleading in a wrong way, because it did not seem like Wanda was going to be the main villain. I thought there was a bit of I don't threat. mind that. I think yeah. that's just the title. It's the title. Yeah, the and, title and- oversells it. Title and then the the trailers having Patrick Stewart's voice like that would have been a huge surprise if yeah, you just didn't include kept that. that out. Yeah. And the trailer also there's one TV spot where Baramoto goes the Illuminati. Yeah, he will says see it. Now. Yeah. 
But then they also showed Captain Carter. They you knew it was yeah, Lashawn. You too. knew yep. it was Monica Rambeau. They also in the spots, and I think Feige. There was an article where Feige was not happy he with these promotional. They, he didn't like what they did. They were there was too much. You're showing too much. Dion Robertson says I enjoyed the movie just because this movie got some of the most brutal scree- scenes in Marvel movies. Not only the Illuminati, but her crawling out of the mirror spell, snapping her body back was cringy in the best ways. We definitely got Deadpooled though. <laughs> Meaning, remember in Deadpool 2, they just fucking kill everybody that they are like, here's a team. I, and then he goes, I had to explain to my girlfriend why the theater went crazy to see Mr. Fantastic just to watch him die. Eight out of ten would watch again. I think he means Deadpool like we got in X-Men Origins. Oh, you got Deadpool, but then you didn't really, you got you didn't Ryan really Reynolds with his mouth sewed shut and it wasn't really Deadpool. It was Anton Mount with his mouth sewed shut. I thought he meant like, you know how they had all those heroes and then no, they I just killed. Like okay, that. maybe. Dion, tell us what you meant. We got two Billy, interpretations. You, you, you skipped Billy. Oh, no. Oh, Billy Trosper, another new person that has a comment. Billy Trosper says the he movie. He hates you, Imran. If you're not a new post, if you're like an old poster, he loves your shit. But if you're new, Bill, look, Imran I got to get new to the like. new people. Uh, Billy, I love how you're commenting. Billy oh. says the movie was an eight out of 10 for me. Not the greatest, but better than some of the other movie entries put out there by Marvel. I greatly enjoyed the horror aspect. Was generally surprised to see how gruesome some of the deaths were. I felt like the scene where the two Doctor Stranges fighting with musical notes was something where it looked great in storyboards and pre-visuals but ended up falling flat when put onto the screen. I think he nails it there. Yeah, that was a big fail. About the uh the uh, We just needed the reason like we someone should they need to explain why they were using musical notes. That's like, a that's big fuck up right there. It just comes out of nowhere and I there was <laughs> instruments there was sheet music there. I don't know. It was just weird. Like I mean he must have been doing some good drugs, Sam Raimi. How Maybe. do you think of this? <laughs> Jesus Christ. John Below oh, Jesse Rodriguez says enjoyed it, but if I don't like Raimi and I'm not talking Spider-Man, Raimi. You may absolutely hate this. Yeah. Overall, yeah, he's right. Overall, enjoyed it for what it was. And then he asked, what about Shang-Chi and that ending? Shouldn't that have played into this? See, this is why I don't think they have a plan anymore. Because they got all these post-credit scenes that are just loose and aren't picked up. Or maybe what, they wait, will, why but- would Shang-Chi play into this? I mean, some kind of, I don't know. You, the, the rings were sending out things. You had Captain Marvel and the people there. I don't would know how that would you tie in that into some energies from the multi? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. He's right though about the Raimi thing. I, I've yeah. tried, I was trying to make that point. If, yeah. if it's full Raimi, maybe it's worse. And I think a large of segment, of yeah, people. large and mainstream audience may not be familiar outside of Spider-Man with Sam Raimi's work, and may have been a little bit like whoa. And maybe that's why the reactions are like this is too violent. It's not that violent. Relax. John Bellotti Jr., our trusted admin, who. Hates everything, likes everything. I can't remember. I don't, I don't really know what his stance is on things. Yeah, anymore. right. It's very confusing. Yeah. He, he, he uh, he's not. You can't peg him anymore. He agrees with a lot of the complaints. He gave the movie a six out of ten. He says Raimi's directing was a breath of fresh air. However, and Olsen's performance was probably her best in any MCU film. There was very little characterization, especially for Chavez. I struggled to keep up a bit, being that I haven't revisited Wandavision since 2020. Hmm. That's also an interesting thing. If you don't watch WandaVision, do you think this is a no. hard movie to get into? You have to do a lot of homework. It is. I, I absolutely. Right. This is not a movie you can just fly blind into. No, and it's not a movie you want to take a friend that doesn't want Marvel movies because you will have a hell of a time trying to catch this person up. I remember sitting during the second showing. I had a, a family behind me and Wanda. There's the, they introduced Wanda with her kids, right? In that dream sequence. And I could hear the mom going, 
Wanda has kids. Where's Vision? Oh my God! And I was like, and, then, like, and I can hear uh, them trying to explain. I'm like, Oh God! Oh like, yeah, they, they, she's she hasn't been watching WandaVision. Oh, she has no man. idea why this is happening. I mean, right Raimi now. didn't even watch all of WandaVision. To be fair, really? they just showed, yeah, yeah. He said they just showed him key moments. He has not had a chance to watch. So what he did I've, in an interview is kind of interesting. He left it a lot up to Elizabeth Olsen to mm. put the character where she needs to go because she obviously knew the journey. So he left it in her hands. But man, her performance was great. Like I thought she she almost stole the whole fucking thing away. Um, except for the rushed ending. Uh Rick Martinez. Oh, Glenn Smith says, great fucking movie. Evil Dead meets Marvel. Loved it. Nice and short and simple. I I got like the Dark Man vibes in there too. Anthony, you should watch Dark Man. I think you might like that. It's wow. a fun movie. It's a fun Sam Raimi movie. Rick Martinez. Did you see Sam Raimi's car? If you blinked, you missed it. Oh shit. I didn't see his car. Did anybody see his car? No, no, I did not see It's it. like a big gold like Chevy Impala like from the 70s, 80s. No? Fuck, I didn't see it. And then finally, Wes Granford says, I love this film. I just spent over two hours in the theater, and it felt like five minutes. I go to the theater to escape, and the film delivered. They're trying new ideas, taking risks, and it felt fresh and familiar. At the same time, eight out of ten. And also, the movie, the movie ranks in the bottom of the top tier. It was just plain fun. Hmm. Uh, Wes Cranford is just such a fun-loving guy. He's like, he's like me. He's like you, except with more sense. Yes, uh, and, and way more athletic, but less punctuation when he less types. Punctuation, it's very yes, less kind of hard to read. Yeah. It's just all one run on. But he can paddleboard like a motherfucker out by the Sydney Opera House. Let me tell you something. Yes, he, he's Christ. he's. I think he's in his fifties, but he yes. acts way younger. And you're in your like. I don't know, early 40s? And I, I and act, act like, like I'm in my 80s. Lady, yeah. Oh, my oh my, Clutching your pearls. My sciatica. Oh I can't God. believe they're showing this gore. Look at these old, look at these kids partying. Blah, 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 this is not. <laughs> my vaginas does. <laughs> <laughs> these women aren't barely wearing anything in the desert, Coachella. <laughs> what is happening? And finally, uh, I got a speak pipe. Oh, what from, the? From someone... You guys may all remember. Wait, is this zo- is this a zombie? It's a zombie speak pipe, but they've called in. Let's hear it. What's up, Jock and Dirt Nation? It's your boy, ah. the speak pipe king. Oh. That's right, everybody. Maddie Miller is back from the darkness. <laughs> zombie man. Nay, shall I say, the madness. Just got out of seeing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness on Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, and I'll leave you guys with a quick little ditty about what I thought about it. And we'll see if you guys can decipher what I'm really trying to say. Since Rugs thinks I'm so long-winded in my voicemails. God bless America, guys. I wouldn't mind going to see this movie four more times. Heck, I might even go tell my ex to go see this movie. All right, guys. Can't wait to hear your review. Um, I'm still a DC boy for life, but this movie is pretty good. Uh, the only thing I really didn't like about it was the weird transition scenes and how they did the wipes and the fade-in. It felt kind of strange to me. Yeah, get it. Dr. Strange. Uh, anyways, hi, guys. Take care. And it's a great Mother's Day movie. Did you lose the audio halfway through? No, that's through? how it was recorded. I don't know what happened. What, he, what was he saying? I, I got. I got to make one comment because he's saying what, read yeah. into his comments. He started yeah. out with "God bless America." America Chavez. Right. You realize she's 15 years old, right, man? <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. Oh boy, oh, that's shit. a weird. That's a weird start, man. That's, that's a really weird start. Zombie Matt. Uh, she was good, but the okay. actress is like 15 years old. Just going to say that. Leave that right there. And then he would tell his ex to watch this. I don't know what the, I don't know. We don't know what you're trying to say, Matt Miller. But, I'm just going to leave it there. Okay. You said God bless America to a 15 year old. Oh my God! 
good Twitter. Speak your time, man. All right, cool. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, I'm leaving all that in. Thanks, Matt Miller, for the <laughs> Thanks, voicemail. Yeah. Always a treat. That's it for the show, everyone. LeBrogs, where can the listener find you? You can find me on Instagram. No, I am uh, on, on, on Twitter. <laughs> He's already on Twitter, in bed. On TikTok. You can find me on TikTok. He's got chamomile at, uh, tea next to him so he can just doze what up. I, what am I on? I'm on Twitter. Twitter. At really rug boy. At really rug boy on Twitter. You can find a link you to that. You can find a bunch of zannies next to him. <laughs> Rugs, we got to get you some uppers over there just yeah. for the show. Hey, listen. You know, I gotta fight little girls for my theater seat and get tired. <laughs> know, that is exhausting. Next time, you just give them. You give them one of these. You tell them to just get the fuck out of there. Uh, here you do. I want your head up when I throw <laughs> my fist in the air. Do one of those. It's fighting uh, that's right. with cell phones. Get the fuck out of here. That's what you gotta go. Uh, and then Stanley. The fuck's going on here? That's what you should have told. <laughs> that that old fuck has got more energy he than does. I do. Uh, look. Check the show notes for links to Rugboy's Twitter, our Twitter, our socials, how to stay in touch, how to support the show, how to subscribe, share the show with a friend. Get it out there. We would appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. We'll peep you next time. I really don't give a shit. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. I love this. <laughs>